0: We should theoretically be good now. Are you sure? Yeah, no, no. Yep, we're good. We're good. How's it going then? I'm good. I mean, I, I feel bad talking about all of this without Rich because... Well, some of what we're going to talk about is going to be, like, stuff that is unrelated to things, like, the thing we, that I first wanted to talk to you. was. Yeah, this like, is, like, the big thing in our lives. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: stay strong and uh, keep on this conversation as
0: interesting as if this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 he, he you know, we might be coming back and talking more about this on another date. It's just that like schedule wise This is it always is the issue is like trying to get everybody <laughs> together. Uh, but before we get to the main Topic of what we want to talk about. I I just, cause I just finished *Penny Dreadful*. I know it's like talking about something that's like old and is now done with, but I did want to, cause it is in like the. Yeah, that, that's why I think it's it's worth talking about, like actually talking about Penny Dreadful, just because like it's all of the same, It like I mean, granted, it's 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 slightly it's different because Carnival Row was supposed to be like you know fantasy, uh, like noir, and Penny Dreadful is more straightforward like horror, in my opinion. Yeah. Because it's all the classic horror characters, like the classic classic horror characters. Yeah. When you think of like, it's essentially like the Universal Monsters horror yeah, they characters.
1: They kind of pulled it off before, you
0: know, they, those guys. Were before there. Universal absolutely failed at it? Yes, yes, they did. <laughs>
1: so, it's just like, I've never seen a show like this where, as you said, it's just a melange of all of these different types of monster movies. You know, vampires, werewolves you know, Dr. Jekyll, all of these things yeah. mashed together in one series with a, like, coherent narrative. Yeah. They didn't... It's like, as you said, you know, it ended tragically, but it made sense. Yeah. You
0: know? Also, and they created, like, uh, the guy, uh, something, Logan. He's he's actually... He has a new show coming out. It's not a fantasy show. What do you mean, Logan? The, the guy who created... Penny Dreadful has a new show coming on. I forget what it's it's not even it's not the same at all. I've some podcast I was listening to, I forget who it was, like one of the actors. An actor was just talking about us. like, oh, he just got is on this new show that this guy is doing. I forget what channel I'll have to go back and figure it out. But yeah, he created the show and they they created a character for the show that's played by Eva Green, who we both love. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh and uh Vanessa Ives and she's like the connecting tissue between uh all of the different like, you yes. know, Victorian character all the classical she's characters. She is the reincarnation of this goddess of death. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So just all that combination should not work, but yeah.
0: does. So well, you know what's interesting is it shouldn't work because they've done it a couple of times before and it's been terrible. Uh like the adaptation of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is essentially no, no.
1: no. I haven't see, rewatched I've seen it like a couple of times when I was younger. I really
0: like that. It's a fun movie. It's terrible. It's not a good movie. It's fun, and also like when you compare it to, yeah. Well, not even not even that. Like if you had read the comic book, it's it's such a like so many of Alan Moore's things. It's like the source material is so much more dense than what uh they've done it and uh, what they did with it. And then that there are so many things that they once they cast it, it was just like oh you're you're not gonna be able to. Like, you stuck in characters that weren't in the comic book. You, like, once you uh, cast, all right, okay, this is a weird tangent, but fuck it, we're here. Uh, this is what this podcast is a lot of times. Uh, once you cast Sean Connery as Alan Quartermain, there was no way you were going to do the version of the Alan Quartermain from the comic book. Yeah, I mean, the, the version of the Alan Quartermain know, from the comic book. They allude to it, some of it in the movie, but, like, he's so much more messed up in the comics. Like, he did, they, I forget what they did in the movie, but it basically in the comics, they find him in an opium den. And Alan Quartermain is actually, like, if even, like, the stories, if you, like, of who Alan Quartermain was, it's like, oh, he's essentially, like, Indiana Jones, but, like, Indiana Jones... With even more of a sense of like white imperialist entitlement, like
1: yeah, I mean clearly the movie will definitely not go that route. In
0: terms yeah, yeah. Exploring that flaws, and plus it's a two-hour film. Yeah, like, and you know, also you have like
1: a limitation to how
0: much they can develop. Yeah, and you have in the comp, you know, you have Mina Harker, you have Dorian. It's a lot of the same characters actually, uh. But this is just so What's much just better small done. Three seasons, yeah. Three seasons, um, not overdone, and
1: yeah, just like I think Eva Green, just her performance, her the fact that she does fucked up characters amazingly
0: well. It's. I, 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 I was saying, I've, I, I feel that. so uh, like just as like knowing some of the you know when actors have to do some of the stuff that she had to do in this show, it was just like man that must have been so exhausting i feel i feel bad for i mean it's a, it's a great showcase of her as an actor but it's also just like some of the stuff that she goes through in this like especially like it's basically the basically like the entirety i want to say like the entirety of season 2 and 3 are just a misery <laughs> parade for her <laughs> like just awful I mean, she does not you know she goes
1: through some shit yeah
0: like some real shit she uh goes but but what's interesting i would say that for a lot of the people on the show it's the best thing they've they've were have been in like uh our, you know best thing ever green has been in i would say well, she's T- timothy Do- sure just I mean, just I mean, everything she has, I mean, she she has but it- made more
1: movies i, w- I haven't seen
0: I'd say it's one of the best things she's been. It's but but just to go down the list of actors, it's arguably Josh Hartnett, yes. J- Josh Hartnett, best thing Josh Hartnett has been in. Uh I would argue it's the best thing that uh Timothy Dalton has done. Billy Piper Billy Piper did a
1: better job
0: acting in the series. It's she's fantastic in this. Like it's it's I, I like I would say I would say it's the best thing she's done. Uh and she was actually one of the people, like, I, I was just looking up the series and she was one of the people who was most, like, upset by it ending when it did, was just, like, there was so much more to do, <laughs> to explore there. And again, the the weakest character, once again, I, and I think I mentioned this to you, is because he's just not that interesting of a concept as Dorian Gray. Although they did make him...
1: Towards the last season.
0: Towards the last season, he it becomes is, a little more interesting. interesting. Yeah. Your- Lily, yeah. Yeah, it
1: was interesting. But yeah, he was just like this weirdo, you
0: know? Yeah. Uh also Frankenstein, like a very interesting take yes, on his I character. Mean, I, I mean I hated that character, but towards the end I
1: really felt sympathetic and it was like that oh shit moment where fuck they killed a kid. <laughs> you know. Yeah. In the I think he's trying to towards the uh beginning of season three He's out in
0: the cold and out in the Arctic. And- no, 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 no. I mean Frankenstein, not the monster. I oh, love – I the doctor. Uh, the monster, even though you find out what his name is, I love what they do with him in season three, is you find out that not only has, is he tangentially connected because they just kind of – all all the characters just kind of end up meeting each other randomly, uh, that he's like profoundly connected to to Vanessa Ives. Yeah, the whole thing in the mental institution where you see him like before he dies. It's his his whole arc through seasons th- I mean that the Frankenstein's monster is just a sad character no matter what the version of it, the adaptation of it, that the creature has always been like one of the saddest like of those monster creations like it's because he he he's not he's a giant like in a lot of the the other adaptations he's essentially a giant child they kind of went the opposite direction in this one where he's not a giant child he's
1: a reluctant monster, yeah he doesn't want to do the things that he does and he is as you know one uh vanessa ives lines which you know almost got me she just mentioned how she is the most human character in that entire show. Yeah, you know, that you know, just he does terrible things. He knows that, and he's also very remorseful. For yeah, not um, I mean, unlike Frankenstein, who's a fucking you know, who probably would inspire the Me Too movement
0: because yeah. Well, that's that's always like the thing is that like he like Doctor Frankenstein is actually I think it, that's even in Mary Shelley's thing is that like is the monster isn't the monster the monster is Frankenstein, uh, and that's great. But also just yeah, his whole of all of the stories aside from Vanessa Ives, like it like if you haven't watched it, spoiler like the. The way they ended, I was just like, I wonder. I, the whole time, I was like, they've gone so do- doom and gloom this entire time. Are they going to like end on a happy note? And I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> system, and I that. Yeah.
1: Know, they didn't go the traditional happy ending route.
0: It's, yeah. It's uh, sad. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, anything else about this show? Yeah, I, I just little bits, like, uh, as far as like performances, I think of all the people. Best, Putting aside Evergreen, I mean, like the the actor, and he's actually like I looked him up. as like, oh yeah, he's um, not Q, but he's like one of the characters, a recurring characters character in the Daniel Craig James Bonds. He's like a m- sort of minor, minor character, but you see him. He's in the all character? of the he uh, the the guy who plays the monster, John oh. John Carey or whatever. They, his name actually ends up. In doctor who too yeah 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 uh, because those bbc guys just they've you know they all those guys. but it's interesting like even this like and i've seen him in a, also in a couple other things this is one of the best things and he he has some
1: they push him yeah he pushes his acting
0: yeah the and it's also one of those things where it's just like There's stuff that, like, that Evergreen does that's, like, physically demanding and, like, emotionally demanding because it's so amped up. I feel like a lot... Okay, we can start again. Every once in a while, I think this, like, recording just, like... It was only, like, a couple of seconds, so, yeah. Um, Yeah, in
1: terms of what you mentioned, in terms of, like, conveying so much by doing very little, just, like, the support... Yeah. I I saw that, you know, that oh my gosh, someone is touching me. Yeah, not to attack, but just convey wanting to get close to him, and just the fact that, I mean, you see some animals who have only seen despair and abuse, and just feeling held and touched, you know, with kindness. How that transforms someone, and you you see that in that moment, and yeah, he he and. Uh, Eva Green just did an
0: amazing job. Yeah, like and there, the I will say there's there's a handful of other things like uh, before we get to like I said the the main thing I wanted to talk about we wanted to talk about is uh, the little nods to like you like oh you don't know like necessary necessarily who uh, Timothy Dalton's character is supposed to be. And then it's like, oh, it's, it's Mina Harker's father, mm-hmm. who is not really a character in Dracula, but like you go and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense that he would be there. And then you actually have Mina Harker kind of briefly as a character. You have his kid, his other kid as a, as a character. A is. And it's, yeah, also uh, the, the bit with the bitches, uh, the bitches, wow, the witches, wow. Yeah, that was a weird Freudian slip. Um maybe not so weird. I don't know. Uh they were great, but uh, I felt like them as like actual like villains was like no, temporary no, villains. I I love the actress who played the movie which, um, I love her too. Yeah, yeah. She's great. Terrifying. Yeah. You
1: know, and the things that she did, you know, I mean, the whole bit with the puppets, things, so it's just like oh, <laughs> Yeah. You know, the small baby and wow that was disturbing
0: yeah but, um, that and the whole like that her, her d- children were whatever I yeah about it, but that. She was a great there's actress. some great like just, just gore like weird gore stuff in it like the the weird blood orgy that <laughs> that like Dorian Gray and and Lily and like the, the girl that they rescue quote unquote uh, that was a whole like oh okay okay this is happening
1: and they did to the
0: men yeah and
1: how the, the the ladies of the night just collected all of those hands
0: the hands yeah some great like just straightforward horror stuff i also appreciate the fact that they they keep calling you know uh josh hartnett's character ethan ethan chandler and then when you find out when he goes back to America, you find out that his real name is Lawrence Talbot, which is great because in the actual Wolfman movies, that's the Wolfman's actual name is Lawrence Talbot, and the fact that you know Ethan is the Wolfman. Also, the whole thing that like he threw in West Studi, also as a werewolf, uh, his oh, yeah. his Apache dad, which is, look, I understand that yeah, there. It was, yeah. Uh, it, there's a whole bunch of stuff. i had to you
1: know, give him some sort of relevance in why the
0: Dracula was different. Also, another odd, one little odds. Number one, the, the guy that had to play Dracula was great. I think it was an interesting take on Dracula, number one. And number two, Dr. Seward, who he played, who is like, he is uh, like, museum yeah, museum. In Dracula, the story, Doctor Seward is one of the suitors for Mina's friend. Like, there's three of them, and one of them is Doctor Seward, who looks like that, but he isn't Dracula. So I think it was like a weird. It was both an interesting nod to the book, but also like a odd. You took one of the you combined two characters, but like
1: showing that they are aware of the sources the Yeah. That they respect it. Yeah. And
0: Yeah, to make it a li- more and also like I thought it was clever, like the way all the characters end up being connected to each other was cool. So that's Penny Dreadful. I just wanted to talk about that. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure There's a handful yeah, it's other. Only yeah. Uh, well, uh, paced if you're a horror fan, I would say just get in on that. Like, or or just like a gothy type fan of like that kind of stuff any of that stuff. Like I think it's it was it was worthwhile and I don't think it got like the it was one of those shows that I don't think got the credit necessarily I mean, that it deserved. I mean, what, where was it? A- AMC. it was on Showtime. Showtime yeah. yeah. It it got buried by Game of Thrones, essentially. Like so many other shows got buried by Game of Thrones. Like it's just what happens when you you know uh it's different, but it's just like, you know, when that when you have a juggernaut like Game of Thrones on, it's hard to have another genre f- show. Yeah, like,
1: it doesn't seem like, as you said, that channel Showtime supported
0: it as well as it should. I think they tried to, but I think uh, I Showtime has had a couple of shows that just got that are great that were great that just got buried by. The juggernaut that was other shows on HBO or or uh, a handful of you know decent shows I think got buried uh, should have been helped but were buried by the juggernaut that was The Walking Dead and that was like Into the Badlands was like should have been helped by The Walking Dead but I think ultimately got buried by The Walking Dead I think in the long run but yes let it, let us discuss uh, a little bit. And then I'll probably, we'll probably, I'll probably think of some other stuff. But um, yeah, let's, because I've been wanting
1: to talk to you guys about how I've been able to reconnect with my childhood. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's so, so like much on, on there that I didn't.
1: Reconnect with all of my action figures <laughs> that I collect, when the sh- sneakers that I buy because, like, hey, I have money now, so I can buy shit. Sure. Yeah, it. yeah. But now being able to like. Wake up whenever I wake up Saturday mornings or afternoons, and just like, hey, I'll get sugary rec- cereal, and guess what? I could pop up X Men or Spider Man. Yeah, and just relive my Saturday morning cartoon uh, lifestyle. It's like oh, amazing. It's like I, 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 just it was a throwaway because I just was curious about the Mandalorian because I was not sold on it, and I've been to Comic Con where I just saw how obvious Marvel was trying to shove disney plus sure our so it's like whatever you know it's like you know i love kids you know they're programming programming where they're championing kids who are doing heroic things yeah that's great um so i just wanted to check out mandalorian and then just seeing all these extras i did not anticipate all these classic cartoons i'm like whoa
0: i i had forgotten number that. one all the Disney cartoons that were stuff. I also forgot all the stuff they acquired through the Fox deal, which is like all of the X, uh, well, the most recent X-Men cartoon was actually on uh, Disney. It was either on ABC or was on Disney, Disney DX or whatever it's called, which is where a handful of a bunch of those shows that you probably didn't recognize that I'm really super curious about, like, the most recent three spider-man shows spider-man unlimited spider-man ultimate spider-man and the most recent spider-man cartoon uh spider-man unlimited i watched a couple episodes not so great the other uh ultimate spider-man i mean it's directed towards kid you know kids but like older kids what we were watching when we watched, like X Men and a 90s Spider Man cartoon, which are both on there, and what I was watching before you arrived today, the 90s X Men cartoon. Uh, which. And it just was last night before it passed out on my couch. It, it, holds, uh, it holds up it nostalgia. Yeah, just nostalgia wise, there are other aspects of it that I feel like don't hold up as well. What, the the X Men cartoon, the, the cartoon from the 90s. I
1: don't know. I, I'm still on season one, and I'm like, damn. Forgot how much they pushed the envelope in terms of yes. one m- making all of the episodes connected, yes, and two, just like, just yes, it's X Men, they are obviously gonna broach those topics, but just like how mature it is, yeah, how it did not talk down, yeah, to, you know, to kids like, damn, I still love it, you know, yeah, I'm watching. I mean, right now, I, I don't watch that many cartoons, especially the cartoons from when I was growing up, yeah, but right now, I still dig
0: the X-Men, cartoon. the x-men 90s cartoon was great it's uh fox from the 90s the one the show that i was doing i mentioned to you that i was just like i remember this show being really good and really not disney for a disney cartoon and then i rewatched like a handful of episodes and i was like wow this show is still really fucking good it's gargoyles oh yeah gargoyles feels I will say Gargoyles feels less like a Disney cartoon than it feels like a Paul Dini, Bruce Timm, Batman, DC project. It really does. Like, if you watch Gargoyles, you're like, this feels so much like uh, Batman the Animated Animated Series. Uh, It's some of... I was looking into, like, some of the credits. So do you know who were some of the... uh, If I'm remembering... Greg Weissman... And somebody else. it's the guy, one of the guys, one half of the guys behind uh uh Young Justice. It was Gre- early Greg Weissman, who's one of the co-creators of Young Justice, it was like, oh, that makes sense why it's why Young Justice is so good and why Gargoyles is so good. And there's so many things like there for a Disney cartoon, uh, Dan and, and uh uh cat we're talking about like there's actual gunfire <laughs> in it there's an episode i remember uh where uh, one of the gargoyles is like handling uh the police officer who's oh god yeah her gun and then accidentally goes off and shoots her in the stomach and she's like bleeding out in a pool of blood I that yeah when i was a kid watching that yeah and the fact that the uh Uh, I think it is it Melissa Raza. I forget her first name. It'll come to me. Alicia, that she, it's get really early. Uh, She's she's uh, half black and half American Indian. Like you meet her parents apparently later in the series, and I was just like, just everything like the voice cast, like you, it all still holds up, and it's so good. It's so good. (laughs) 90s Spider-Man is okay. Even then, it was okay. I would say the Ultimate Spider-Man and Spider-Man, even though they're directed towards kids who are like kids, uh, it's Brian Michael Bendis because he did Ultimate. You know, so it's like a bunch of the people who are behind the comic books were also. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I mean, I, I it's, really I I it's really good. It's really good. I wanted to peek in on a bunch of the stuff that was on Disney uh, XP, whatever the Disney XD. They had a bunch of Marvel shows, like an Avengers show. They had a Guardians show. They had a Spider-Man show. So I was like, I'm curious to peek in because I'd heard really good things about the Spider-Man show. Uh, Spider-Man Unlimited was not, even from the first like two episodes, I was like, no, <laughs> this is not good at all.
1: Another great benefit is just the quality of the streams. Yeah. Like, I I know Netflix does 4K at times. I have to admit, everything that I've seen on Disney Plus has just been top-notch. Do
0: space, you have a 4K uh, TV, right? Yeah. Well, we have but to get one for here. Yeah. I,
1: but I can see a difference. Sure. It's just so much sharper... Because I've heard people mention about how um, the Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, or whatever TV shows look very crisp, and I have to admit I don't have Apple on TV Plus, but this Disney Plus streams have just been amazingly crisp, as evidenced by what I've been able to see with what we're about to talk about soon. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Mandalorian. The quality. Just rewatching some of the old stuff. Um,
0: what's it called force awakens amazing on this um it's just you're gonna have to get a 4k mind. tv for out here Eyes just like bleed. yeah amazing. also i think one of the big fun things uh, I- about all this is just kind of going back and seeing what like just when you get it you just go and you browse what they have and then you remember how many not only how many things disney actually made but also how many things that they required, like 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 the '90s Spider-Man and X-Men cartoons, also the also the Spider-Man uh, and uh, Fantastic Four, and a couple of the Marvel Iron shows. I, I watched a few episodes of the early Iron Man from the '90s. It's oh. not good. It's not good. <laughs> was, but, I, both both, both Fantastic Four shows, by the way, are god awful. They're
1: never
0: they're hilariously god awful.
1: Yeah. It looked visually amazing. I don't know if it, if it still holds up, but visually it was just amazing. And I was like, wait, they're, <laughs> they they have these weird like 3D segments in Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's,
0: it's yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very strange. Yeah, it's very strange. They also have this Spider Woman and the Spider Man and Spider Man and his amazing friends from the seventies, which are yeah, it's also on there. Yeah, go on to Marvel. It goes, it's like Marvel through the times or whatever, <coughs> and that's all on there. They also have all these, like, browsing it is kind of entertaining because there's so many things that you forget about, especially all these like live act Disney live action show uh, movies from like the sixties. Through the two thousands, like the ones in the sixties, some of them are like classics that you've probably heard of, like Mary Poppins and all those, and then there's which I'm definitely down on yeah, all of the uh, all, I also want to watch the 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 most recent Mary Poppins because I'm curious, I heard good things about it, whatever um but uh also just just some of the like i found uh I was trying to remember I didn't even know it was a Disney film. But i was like there was some movie that was at, in like the 60s or 70s uh, that has kurt russell as a star when he was a kid and i found it on the disney plus app i didn't know it was a disney movie it's called the computer war tennis shoes i love that movie growing up i remember watching it do from- you remember do you remember yes it's on there and do you remember that kurt russell as like a 12 year old is a star of that movie I that, yes i remember loving that it was some- Yeah. N- I did not know It's 1969 oh. It is Kurt It is Kurt Russell You know <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Jack Burton Himself As like a 12 year old It's uh, I have not watched it I just saw it on there I was like Is that the Kurt The, the Kurt Russell movie When it was like 12 Yeah it's Are you googling it right now Cause No
1: I'm just like Looking at some of the movies I, Cause I've been fixated On Marvel Star Wars segments. Yeah. I've yet to take a look at the the proper Disney films out there. There is a lot. Yeah. Okay, it is fucking
0: Disney. Yeah. Uh, but wow. And of course the uh Buena Vista, you know, the two company, Miramax and the other company that Disney owned, because it is Disney Plus, none of those movies are on there. <laughs> Even though technically Disney does own those did own those companies too in the nineties and early two thousands.
1: Now, a quick question. I remember yes. you guys mentioned in the group chat the Goldblum TV show. What is that about?
0: I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched any yet. I'm. I do want to watch some of the National Geographic stuff. I just haven't gotten to it. I'm pretty sure that's part of the neo. Uh, the National Geographic. I haven't browsed the National. Ge- like, there's so much stuff on there that, like, you could just spend like the next couple of months, if not longer, just going through the Marvel and the Star Wars stuff. Oh, Runaway too. <laughs> yep.
1: It's I have to admit this has been I have not regretted subscribing to this. It's just I think it, just, if and this is the start. They're going to
0: continue to add on new shit. And they have all they haven't even started the Marvel shows which are not coming for a while. I did not know that the Marvel shows were not coming for till next year i think the first one isn't even till like the middle of next year yeah and 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 the one that the show they're like we'll see based on the mandalorian it it i hope it's good but like uh falcon and the winter soldier not the strongest one to start with but we'll see see. yeah
1: Yeah. They know how to do shit, and I I mean, yeah, we're not that captivated by the Winter Soldier and Falcon, but I was also not, I didn't give a shit about Captain America, you know, once I first saw the first Avenger, and then they did shit. They made those characters matter, they had great storylines, so yeah, I mean, those characters don't scream to you, but I have faith in the fact that they're able to make a solid
0: TV show with yeah, and also you have, you know, WandaVision, which is going to be, you know, Scarlet Witch and the Vision, and again, it's like, it's, it's all, it's, I actually think it's really smart, it's all the, like, the C-list oh character.
1: God, I, I just saw the promo for the Computer War Tennis Shoes, I, oh my gosh.
0: I, Kurt Russell, yeah.
1: Yep. He looks so young.
0: Oh, lordy. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. And they, and they also, like, there's a bunch of stuff that I didn't even know. I think, I don't know if it was on Disney XD or where it was. But there is an animated show that has all of, like, the the show, like, ha- that is, uh, I forget, I think it's called, like, Secret Something. Not Secret Wars, because they do have a Secret Wars animated series on there. But it's, like, Secret Something. And it's basically, like all of like the the div- diverse characters that people like are excited about it's like miss marvel squirrel girl america chavez like and i forget who the other one is it's I like it. it's animated yeah and i can't i don't i maybe someone who knows more about disney xd would know whether this was something but there's a bunch of stuff on there that looks like it's just like animated stuff they just did for disney plus like and i i don't know or maybe it was straight I to video they were directed towards yeah movies. I knew about the Spider-man show and I knew about I the gu- and and I knew and I knew about the Guardians of the Galaxy show uh, but I saw there's a whole bunch of other stuff like animated stuff in there that I was just like oh shit oh shit that looks cool like I don't know because some of it like I said is directed towards kids and not like us but like as marvel geeks it's like yeah you know I'll peek in and i'll watch you know a couple episodes of each and see like if it, any of them are
1: you're not going to regret it you know
0: just give disney your money it's, yeah it's, it's give, it's give, it yeah money. do we want to wait till rich is here to discuss the mandalorian or do, are we are we taking a risk I, that I, I, This see this see this season isn't done yet. So let's I think we can hold off. Okay. okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, Fucking baby Yoda. That's a, that's all I'm going to say about that.
2: One thing another. Okay. And I've hit record. Yeah,
0: we can no, no, no yeah, apparently.
2: Yeah, you
1: know.
2: I mean, you know, I mean You I mean, but look, you know, like you know, that this can happen to anyone. This could happen. You mean you've got your hands on the on the script. I mean, this this you know uh, this could have happened to me last week. I have my hands on the script, and some you know my boys come over, and you know we start we start partying it up, and next thing you know, uh, the, the the script is gone.
1: You don't have a script.
2: You mean you don't keep your scripts, you know, under
0: your bed? You know, like. Only when they're like uh, hot people. I, and I, and I thought they and I thought they gave them like color-coded scripts where like they didn't, you know. Like it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like you can only see like the pages that are yours yeah. or something like that. I, I I don't remember. I mean, that's apparently that that's how
2: Marvel did it with their MCU movies, where their movies were so heavily guarded that characters no no one character knew the entire script script. they only only know bits and pieces they only knew bits and pieces of it but yeah i mean i was just reading um today that uh uh john boyer had had the script and according to his his story he was in the middle of changing apartments and he had mostly moved everything over to the new apartment but he had it held on to the script because you know it, it didn't he didn't want it to leave his sight so he fell asleep and it was under his bed and then next thing the next day his his boys as he calls it uh, them they came over and they were chilling and they had a few drinks and then you know he left and then weeks later the cleaning so a cleaning lady found it under his bed. Oh, Jesus Christ! And then, <laughs> and then a, a clean lady found it under his bed, and then apparently she gave it to someone else, and then that person put it up on eBay on sale for eighty dollars. Uh, and then like so, uh, luckily people at someone at Disney. Found it uh at e- on eBay and just bought it flat out in time before it would leak, but clearly whoever put it on sale on eBay clearly didn't know the real value of I'm what sure he was selling
0: no, everyone is or 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 even if they were didn't know like that it was legit or like you know that there's there's so many ways that you could not know the value of that <coughs> just by lo- like picking it up and looking at it i mean come on star wars
1: script you know, top secret i'm sure it's <coughs> something on that mm-hmm. it, yeah. it might not
0: it might not have even been it might not have even been called star wars like that's the thing
2: yeah that's a, that's that's an, that's often done where movie yeah yeah
0: it, it it might have had another on another name like if the person knew enough, just looking at the characters, they would have had to have read it, you know. Maybe and maybe they didn't. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot. I mean, look, there's a lot of ways that that could have just just putting it up. It was someone who saw it and and didn't know didn't really know the value of it and uh, wanted to make a quick buck and didn't know didn't didn't know enough to like like really make a bid for it, which. Or, or new enough that if they did make a big, big for it, like there's no way they would get, they would see that money.
3: Yeah.
2: JJ apparently JJ was pretty pissed off. Oh, like of he was talking about it as well, and he basically was like, "Yeah, uh, the script was leaked, but we contained the situation. Someone leaked it. Someone from the cast." I'm not going to say names, but I really want to say the person's name, but I'm not.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's pissed, but everyone in the industry, when you deal with actors, you know, shit like that happens. You know, you just got to let it roll off and hopefully that they can just mitigate the damage as much
0: as possible. And and also, like, my whole thing, I've gotten, and we've kind of had this conversation uh, before about, like, how there are people who get super upset by spoilers. I'm past a point. Where it's just like, okay, if there's some big, huge surprise, which, spoiler, you know, other type of spoiler, it's Star Wars, so there isn't. Uh, trust me, there isn't. Uh, and if you want to see an amazing thing, you could look up the very short clip. And then on YouTube, the guy's podcast, it went viral because someone, like, posted it on Twitter. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., of all people, who did a voice on Star Wars. Uh, one of the Star Wars cartoons, I think it was Rebels, he just said, he just broke it down, like, the whole, like, uh, hey, I can say, he broke down, like, why the Emperor does what he does, like, how the Emperor, and he's like, this isn't spoiler, this is, like, basic, It's all goes back to George Lucas, he's like, this isn't, like, I forget what he said, this is, this is like, actual, uh, actual facts, not, like, he, he, he phrased it beautiful, which, by the way, this is Freddie Prince Jr. So we were not expecting something like that, like amazing like that, so to profound. come out of Prince, Freddie Prince. But he basically just said what a lot of people said is like, look, it's Star Wars. It's like you don't. It's like if if the script gets spoiled or whatever, everyone has these like, like speculations and people get so pissed off. He's like, he's like, look, I could I could have told you what was gonna happen with with Ray, all of that before those movies came out. And he goes, and I can tell you what's going to happen in a new one, and I can almost guarantee you that I'm right because all of it is based on, like, Joseph Campbell and, like, that is, like – and that's the way all of the – not just – he's, like, not just the movies. All of the Star Wars universe works. It's not as complicated as people make it out to be. He's just, like, here's how it works. The Force – a yeah, well, and he wasn't dissing it. He was, and It wasn't even like it's a basic formula. It was like, this is how the force works. It's balance. It's all about balance. So this person's going to win at this point. He was like, not even like, a spoiler for like the end of the movie. He's like, this is how the movie's going to play out. And he goes, and if you think this is surprising or shocking, you don't know look Star at Wars. the rest of Star Wars. And he's like, like Ray is going to lose at this point in the movie and like turn to the dark side or whatever there's going to be a risk of that or like this character is going to do that the emperor's so the emperor is going to react by doing this and then like so no one actually his the basic premise and I'm I'm really paraphrasing and butchering it a lot like it was actually surprisingly like cool we can watch it after this if you haven't seen it uh, was that the whole point of the force is balance so it's like in the prequels, the Jedi's got to a certain point where they were too powerful, and then the Sith came back and overthrew them And to balance it out. But then the Sith grew too powerful, the Emperor grew too powerful, and that threw the Force out of balance again. So here comes Luke to balance out the Force again. And it's the same thing in the new movies. It's just like no one, no one really... like. It's all about it all, all of like the things, the good and the bad balancing out. So no one actually wins or loses truly in the Star Wars universe if you accept the way the Force is supposed to operate, and that's the way George Lucas from the very very beginning said the Force operated is like it's all about balance. So it's and when things like- are out of balance, the universe will come in and the story will settle it. And that's and I was like, actually he's right. That's yeah, every it's, single it's, Star it's, Wars it's, it's movie.
1: Never Yeah, the the Jedi one, Luke one, the Jedi. I mean, yeah. he was the last one, but the First Order is still in charge. The First Order is held by another Sith Lord, so technically, the Sith were still in power all this time. There was no for a war.
0: while, that and then, the um, well, but th- but that's the thing; it scales out. Is that like you have to have the in order for the, the, a story to work. No. He's like... But it's still like the Force balancing out. It just doesn't happen like... So like... Because when you think about the Old Republic is, as portrayed in the, the prequels, that's the opposite of the Empire. That's the Jedi at the peak of their power. And that's for like centuries when you think about that so like relatively speaking like the empire aren't around for that long this is you know when you get started with the force awakens the empire is gone but they haven't been around gone that long like chronologically because luke and leia and solo and han are all still alive So that's the First Order have only been – the Empire was gone. The First Order have only been around for, say, what, four decades? The Jedi were – and the Old Republic were around for – before, like, the the old, like, the Sith Jedi Wars, which are, like, thousands of years before, like, the prequels, which they're not going to – they might address, but that's all extended universe stuff. So even though they're doing some extended universe stuff, which we'll get to when we talk about The Mandalorian – Oh my god, I'm a super Star Wars nerd, <laughs> um, and I haven't even watched most of the stuff. Like Eve has actually watched now more Clone Wars and Rebels, and I, I just started
1: like today the first couple episodes,
0: and I'm starting to get interested in that. Because, yeah, uh, not because of the
1: J.J. Uh, Abrams movies or the prequels, but just the Mandalorian.
0: It, it deepens the universe.
1: And I had just so I've been watching YouTube videos about like one of the best bad guys I. Ever Joy, who had a short blip, which is Darth Maul, he has a huge... A ed- giant
0: arc uh, in Clone Wars, yeah.
1: deep storyline in Clone Wars, and I definitely want to check that
0: out. There's a whole...
1: ...splash out between his relationship with him as well as Obi-Wan Kenobi, which interests me a lot. So,
0: so uh not so spoiled, because you'll get to this, I think, in Clone Wars. There's an entire subplot that is how Darth Maul gets to be Darth Sidious's one like and his race of people are kind of like the Mandalorians where they're just like a warrior culture and he it's uh he fought and they actually do this I think it's in Clone Wars. I'm not hundred percent on this.
1: I've his his been yeah. watching these two videos Yeah yeah.
0: He had to like fight his brother and like like other members of his his people for I think I think it's his brother that like he has like a death match. Uh, I don't remember because it is like a kids' cartoon, so it might not have been a death match, literally speaking, yeah. uh, for like the honor of being the the Darth Sidious' like uh, Padawan, uh, and that's yeah, all of that is great stuff, and that stuff actually is canon because that's like clone wars and rebels is not considered extended universe it's considered canon so there's a lot of stuff that well what's his name uh sol guerrera uh yeah. forrest whitaker's character in rogue one has an entire history in rebels before he shows up in rogue one looking all messed up
2: like yeah,
0: yeah. what
2: are well, you seeing for like five minutes yeah 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 but i, and I
1: Yeah. In terms of its storyline, so I'm kind of interested, probably sometime next year, in picking that up. But yeah, it's like for, I've been surprised that I've been getting more and more interested in Star Wars lore right now.
0: Um, well, because they've actually created a lore, even though like there the, was
1: wo- George Lucas created it. He just ran it to the ground. He did. And made it, you know, un, you know, just like disgusting to even consider because he can't write for shit. But yeah. now. Disney's doing, you're actually interested in seeing how well they're going to flesh out this universe post, you know, George Lucas's. Mm.
0: But it's, it's not just that. There are, I mean, I, I can't even remember, but, uh, like, there there are, uh, like, uh, people working on Rebels and people working on Clone Wars who are just uh like the original clone wars like the mini series like the little shorts the 15 minute shorts they had cartoon network were great because that was the guy i mean powerpuff girls aside if you consider he'd already started doing samurai jack which by the way i would really want to see primeval which is his new series uh it's genji tartakovsky i forget he did powerpuff girls he did samurai jack and he also did Clone Wars, and he has a new series that I think has started already called Primeval that's about, like, a caveman. Uh, and it looks super dope. Uh, but, yeah, his Clone Wars, it was him and, and like, a bunch of people worked on Samurai Jack, and all of those people are great at what they do, and all of them are better at what they do than George Lucas is at anything that he has ever done. Yeah. Like, And all the people, like, a good chunk of the people who work on Clone Wars, the anime, and Rebels are... I'm sure if I look through the credits of that we'd see people whose names we'd recognize. I'm I'm almost certain Paul Dini and Jeff Loeb are in there somewhere because they have their hands in everything. Now, of those things.
1: Uh
0: that's sure I mean, he's, he's like a Spider-Man. One of the Spider-Man uh uh Cartoons. I can't remember if it's Ultimate Spider-Man or if it's Spider-Man, the Disney XD carto- uh, cartoon. He wrote a bunch of the episodes. I was like, "Oh, Paul Dini, yeah." <laughs> I was like, "No wonder this is really good." It's like him and like Brian. My-. We were talking off mic because aside from Mandalorian, I've been like browsing all the Marvel cartoons. Oh my god! Uh, and Jeez. some of them don't aren't good. Don't hold up. Some of them are fun to watch because they're very much of their time. All of the X Men cartoons are so of their time. The, I don't care. The X Men '90s cartoon is great. The
2: the the, the early no, '90s, the the the, the, the X Men cartoon of the
0: '90s, the the one is, just called X Men. Yeah, is that's great. My, that's that's my jam. Yeah, it's my jam too. Like it's great. Um, but it's also very of its time. Uh, X Men Evolution is even more like in a time capsule. Uh, Wolverine the X-Men, which is the most recent one, is also very much like early 2000. But the one that is so much a capsule is is X-Men Evolution. It's so late 90s, early 2000s, which is technically still late 90s. It's so like faux grungy like <laughs> it's for kid, and kids faux grungy, so it's like even like, hey look, it's the, the technician from Battlestar. Um, he's part of this group. Have you seen this movie yet? Have you watched the whole movie yet, Wait. Force Awakens? Yeah. Okay, of course. <laughs> I was like, um,
1: but yeah, I, I definitely wanted. I know we spoke about Disney Plus, but I know you got a huge heart on for all things Star Wars. So I always wanted to find out what your thoughts were on Disney Show. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm excited. <clears throat> uh, I like. Um, I I was just at first glance I was very impressed at how just just the production value, you know, just hundred and fifteen million
0: dollars an episode. <laughs> really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, you can tell.
0: It's they spent the same uh incidentally, uh Apple plus Apple whatever spent the same amount on the morning show, but that was the same amount on the actors. On the actors, <laughs> yeah. right.
2: Which we can get to yeah. later on. Yeah. But um but yeah i mean you can i was very just impressed that you know we i'm watching a a television show with this degree of of uh cinematic quality to it um i thought it was very good uh so far it's been great um in expanding the star wars you our canon universe um uh, through the through the lens of uh, of a Mandalorian, um, and and Baby Yoda, I mean, come on, fucking Baby really Yoda. I Heard you guys mention
0: you guys mention about the whole extended universe and how Star Wars is just more than what we see mm-hmm. in
1: the movies. And for me, with the show, it's like, oh, now I get. What you're talking about. Yeah. In terms of like the other the side characters slide um um species that really make up this entire universe and you know how i don't really see that or get this vibe from the you know theatrical films but as you mentioned last week it's western it is yeah, yeah. it's simple you get the greater vibe and you know a hint of that mm-hmm. I like it you know yeah. it's simple the dialogue is not wordy you know it's like when, when, thing, when characters are saying something, it's because it's important. Mm-hmm. Action is great.
2: It's I, I dig it. Yeah, and you, you go through long uh, scenes of, of just silence, of no dialogue. You're just taking in the scene. I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate how, how dirty
0: and lived in yeah. it feels more like New Hope than anything yeah, else that's come there. out yeah, yeah. I was, it's very I, I was mean just... of course it does take place on another desert planet whether it's Tattoo I don't know where it's supposed I to be I don't know where it is but yeah.
2: clearly it's well before the time of a new of a new hope um, no
0: it's after it's after Jedi yeah the, uh, the Republic
1: or the um, the Empire is
0: falling yeah, yeah it's post Jedi because if it was post, if it was pre new hope or it was post new hope, uh, Yoda's still alive. So why would there be a baby Yoda? And
2: well, that was my, that was my conclusion is that since you have a baby Yoda,
0: mm -mm. it's post, it's post Jedi because they, they say that they say that it's, it's like, the empire isn't around anymore which is why the stormtroopers look all grody.
2: Yeah. Uh, I was wondering yeah, about that.
0: Better. Yeah, they're yeah, you yeah I
2: was wondering like because usually you know you see the stormtroopers in their spotless white suits and they're they're kind of dingy.
1: So what you have here is
0: Mm. this new uh, political dynamic in the universe Which is so extended universe. I, I, so as someone who read, I'm just going to go in super nerd here. As someone, I, I, and I didn't read all, all of the extended universe stuff, but for Star Wars, and Star Trek to a certain extent, it's just Star Trek doesn't feel this way because Star Trek had more shows. Well, yeah, you're uh, Star Trek also had a shit ton of, what you could refer in in star trek lore extended you know they had books they had comic books and they don't necessarily ever reference stuff that happened in the comic books or stuff that happened in the books in the movies or the shows uh just because those writers didn't overlap or anything like that uh but i even that being said star trek still even with all the extended stuff still felt like you know oh, you didn't see all the adventures or all the stuff that happened on the TV shows just because you only get so many TV shows and, you know, it's a five-year trip or whatever, however long on Next Generation. It's ongoing mission. So all the side stuff, you still could consider in the Star Trek universe that could be just another day that you didn't see on the television show. Uh, Whereas Star Wars, because of George Lucas and the whole canon not canon thing always treated extended universe as like the bastard child that we don't talk about and one of the things that i love about the mandalorian so far and a lot of the star Wars, like rebels like clone wars is that it's being done by people who not only were fans of the movies but apparently were also fans of extended universe because they're pulling in all that stuff Mm -hmm. It it also wouldn't surprise me if they're pulling in some of those writers too. Some of those people worked on some of those books. Like to just advise on the show. I was like, Hey, we're thinking of doing this. Did you get and someone will be like, We did that <laughs> You know? So oh, yeah. It's I'm so enjoying the show. <laughs>
1: sure what's going on is this a spawn because we already know that these babies have a long lifespan life yeah span before yeah they get into a so is this that this is a uh, byproduct of a union between yoda and that you know female counterpart of his, or something that i've seen on youtube the guy the uh, scientist who works for the uh, imperial warlord he has a symbol that is yeah, connects or may connect him to the clone banks. So people are thinking that, from what I've heard online, that this baby is a clone of Yoda or a Yoda species. That's why that baby is so valuable. But it may not be a product of you know, Yoda and his female counterpart, but an actual clone of Yoda himself. Possibly. Because oh, his, really? His symbol on his shoulder, that scientist, is a symbol we've seen in the prequels in those clone
0: factories Hmm. and there there's precedent for it in uh the emperor made clones of himself in in extended universe which is i'm sure how i've mentioned this before probably how they're going to do it in the last in uh rise of skywalker or maybe not maybe they'll have a more interesting way to do it but it makes sense because clones are already established in canon yeah uh and the emperor just yeah. Uh, in Dark Empire in the extended universe, the emperor the emperor comes back because he made more than one clone of himself because like he's just like oh I I can wield this the the force but my you know so if you're accepting the way the force works because some people were like well how does if you clone I think it was my roommate I was just like well it cloned. the clone still has his use of the force even though it's a clone it's like it's a valid question well yeah because the force isn't intrinsic to your physical body uh it's intrinsic to your consciousness which is why you can have uh force ghosts okay like after you die That's it entirely. New. That's how I'm seeing things. I mean, I don't know how it is in, in the Star Wars universe. Well, it's it's not like I, I think in the Star Wars universe, it's not like it's it's a new being, but it's you could uh, if it's a clone of someone who is a force wielder, that person could be like, oh no, his clone can still use the force because technically, it's it's like the same like line energy wise or whatever. Uh, I, I forget how that works but yeah that's how you could so there's precedent with it with the Emperor at least in the extended universe which means that the theory is that this is a, a Yoda clone and that's why there are so many people after him because Yoda was such a powerful user of the Force or a Jedi that like having a new Yoda
1: but it's not just Yoda it's his people are it's, it's, it's like it's not just Skywalker line; his entire race
0: yeah, strong with the Clone, from what I understand. It's strong with the Force, yeah, yeah. From what I, from what little I, I've seen of their... It's like, it's interesting... I'd be interested to see, like, from what I've read of the extended universe, I've never seen or read, and I could be wrong, about, like, Yoda's race of people. Uh, because you see another one, but you don't... Aside from Yoda, you never see his people. Like... So there's probably a reason for that too. That maybe they'll get into. Maybe they'll get into Mandalorian because they definitely get into why you're not why you don't see a lot of Mandalorians running about. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, oh, and fuck you, Disney, for making
1: something so adorable um, exists in our you know nerd culture.
0: Well, it is green. It's green uh, gizmo. It's green gizmo, but it's. possibly more adorable (laughs) than Gizmo. I'm going to say it's more adorable than Gizmo. It's definitely more adorable than Gizmo, but it's so Gizmo. Like, it's such a Gizmo. Uh, Yeah. Only Disney can,
1: you know, couple a murderous bounty hunter with, you know, a small child. Yeah. You know, and automatically
2: make everyone just fall in love with him. A murderous bounty hunter who... Clearly has a conscience. You know, his I mean, conscience I think his conscience is accidental. His, oh con- so? his it's accidental because of his upbringing It, it it's he, it's, he, it's he lost his, pa- his
1: family as a result of, I'm assuming, the Order Sixty Six. He does not like the Empire. And he's not doing this as a result of being nice, but he just sees himself in this baby child situation. And he doesn't
2: want to. He doesn't. He's not comfortable with the idea of him helping to, of him helping the empire, yeah. in any in any capacity. And
0: so also
1: helping this child out. I mean, we don't know what happened after his parents were murdered by those droids.
0: Assuming those are his parents, like assuming. we're assuming he knows are his parents. Uh but it's it's most likely those are his parents. Also, oh my God, is the bounty hunter slash assassin suddenly? realizing his target is a child and deciding to go the other way, classic storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a, it's a story that's been told a million times, and yeah, we're going to... It's going
1: to be the only way for you to turn a, a, a character who people will typically not identify
0: I, I love, like, the, what we were talking about, I, yeah, before, of, like, just... It's both, like, that's a classic, like thing but it's also classic star wars is you're just taking an archetype and you're fitting the star wars universe over like this story that's been told a million times like uh and when it's done well like it's done on the mandalorian it's great and when it's done shittily it's the star wars prequels like it's just yeah (laughs) you
1: know it's as i've i've come to realize movies just don't turn out well it's not because they're bad it's
2: because no it's poor direction it's poor, direction. It's it's poor writing poor well, direction well.
1: he was a great visionary he <sighs> tre- none of this would happen if
2: it, he didn't have the idea to right. this. So He
1: this we give him a whole
2: lot of power he had the vision and he, he was and he was a good director in for, during the time of the original trilogy
0: B- by, by the way putting aside both Blade movies I finally come to the conclusion after seeing a bunch of the other movies that he wrote, and I will—I understand that it's a lot of that is also Zack Snyder. David Goyer is not a good writer. Really, he's not a David good writer.
1: Goyer was great because he was a visionary to come up with stories that will integrate comics into the big screen. That's what he was there for. Yeah, he helped start out.
0: And he also he also had a he had a really good justification for why Superman was who he was in Man of Steel. The unfortunate thing was that also was got executed even worse in further movies. But yeah, I I watched a couple of things. I can't even David Goya. Don't I don't I would I wouldn't
2: I wouldn't hate on him. I the last he
1: could, but you have to remember.
0: Yeah. This is true, but there's also there was a move there's been like a couple movies that I've watched recently. Uh, and and to be fair, to be fair, uh, and Eva's been watching Letterkenny. Kenny. you should get that. Um, in any event uh, is I understand that like a lot of times David Goyer ends up being a gun for hire and then it gets like subsumed subsumed by whatever whoever the director is but i can't remember i there's been like two or three movies that i saw i mean didn't he write that were not good and i was just like who wrote this this is terrible and i was just, Night and, Night I was Night just Night. and i was just Did, like i was
2: just going to say that didn't he write the dark knight trilogy well he he, he it was his part well yes yeah. yeah. so he the the, 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 the Nolan, and his Nolan were, the Nolans were wrote it but for example Batman Begins written by uh, uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, Jonathan Lo- Nolan, and David S. Goyer. Yeah, same deal with The Dark Knight. So I I wouldn't s- conclude and say, well, he's a crap writer. I think
0: I'm he- not saying he's a crap writer. I'm saying that like the last handful of things, and even and I can't remember what I saw that he was a writer for. I'm gonna have to look this up. But it, uh, Everyone was by that's the fair. Writer. Everyone, I hate. No, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I'm so Han Solo just got killed. We have uh, we have <laughs> Force Awakens in the background. It, it still affects me. Yeah, it, it gets me every time. And that Comic uh, Con e- emo. E- yeah, so e- <laughs> emo emo Darth Vader just stabbed an old leather shoe with okay. a laser shor- sword, and we are all sad. Uh, um. Th- that the seed where he t- yeah okay that that's just where he touches his face is just, okay. Which, you know, you, we're all going to ball our eyes out when when they, ad- however they address Carrie Fisher's death in the most recent one. Yeah, that's,
1: yeah, that's definitely rough. Um, but, yeah, and going back to Goyer, it's like, yeah, he's had some flops lately, but it's not because, it's entirely because of him, you know, once again, everyone was tainted by that. I because of Snyder, I hate Henry Cavill to death as a superman. Is he a bad actor?
0: Um Yes, yes, he is a bad actor. Um, he
1: was okay
0: in Mission that that being said, yeah, uh, yeah that being but said, I, I I'm gonna watch the shit out of the Witcher. Like it's <laughs> He <laughs> like, is
2: he's an okay he's he's not okay, he's not this great actor that deserves an Academy Award. He's an action actor. He's an action movie actor. He's not. I don't know. He's, he's, he's fine. I think he's not the problem, though. He's not at least the, the, the direct cause of the problem. It, you
0: know, it was just.
2: With Man of Steel, with Batman, Superman, with the Justice League movies, it's just poor direction.
0: Yeah, actually, I'm gonna rephrase my David Goyer not ha- being a good actor. He's actually done more TV recently than he's done, uh, and the TV the TV stuff he's been working on is is all he's he's a DC gun for hire, is basically. Uh,
1: he, knows, he knows Hollywood. He knows the character. It mm. Makes sense. And sure. What is what is stuff that he's done for the TV
0: shows? Uh Krypton. Let's I like see. That. Yeah. Have you seen Krypton? I haven't watched crypto I keep hearing really good things about it it's, it's a, I had no what's interest What's that
1: on? You've never heard of it, it, it It's on it. sci-fi right? stupid Yeah It's on sci-fi You'd think it's a stupid premise A Superman movie A TV show about Superman.
0: Dark Fate He was one of the writers on Dark Fate The most recent Terminator film
1: Um, And the point of that show
0: The Godzilla from 2014. It goes
1: back in the past because someone is attempting to erase Superman from existence by going to attack Krypton when his grandfather was around. So kal is not even a point. So the idea is that it's focused solely on um, Superman's grandfather and how he's trying to uh, prevent apocalypse. The acting is okay. There are some really great actors. The guy who plays um, Moira's second husband in Arrow. He's in every one of these DC shows. Uh, The Uh, black guy.
0: This sounds so familiar.
1: You've seen him in plenty of stuff.
0: Does he? uh, Okay. I think I know who you're talking about. It's not Tony Todd, is it?
1: I don't don't know his, his name, but he plays Zod to to the internets
0: yes to Google
1: um, there have been quite I mean it's like no-name actors but it's surprisingly entertaining you know it's not that they feature Lobo in season two who is you know surprisingly entertaining um, and um, in season one and in season two they introduce Brainiac and a few segments of um,
0: Doomsday. See, I always... always
1: No one has superpowers except for Brainiac because Krypton is under their red sun, so none of the people have power. They just are in their own society. You get to see the Kryptonian society fleshed out Mm -hmm. and seeing how they are handling these threats that's taking place um, that only, uh, apparently, Superman's grandfather is aware of. But it's a surprisingly decent show. Um, two seasons, they move pretty quickly, um, and they're not that bad. Yeah, I recommend that show if you if you got if you're looking for something to watch,
0: you know. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that Colin Salmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know his name, but I know his face. Yeah, now he's that I'm looking at him, yeah. Oh yeah, he's TV been in a lot. TV shows. And also, a bunch of just BBC stuff because those actors just get shuffled around so yeah, much. A lot. Uh so also like Mandalorian uh the droid who is so sh- Taika Waititi. That droid is played by Oh wait which wait. one He the, the, the one who
1: was attempting to kill
0: the baby Yeah in the first
1: That's the that's Tyka yeah to, uh, kill baby Yoda is Taika Yeah <laughs>
0: which I love He was he's in, he was in something else I was watching like super recently Taika? Yeah he was like a voice of uh rick and morty it was an episode of rick and morty yeah the most recent episode of rick and morty he plays the the little uh the little app alien uh yeah i was like oh man that voice sounds like, in fact that episode rick and morty has now become one of those shows that now just like that episode had like aside from the regular voice cast it was like taiko Turner. Jeffrey Wright like it was just like this like murderers row of like like former A-list actors and A-list actors and it's become like one of those animated shows it's like oh my god and not like and Morty is one of those shows that gets those actors to just play really weird like side characters not even like you know major characters in an episode like it's just like some weird alien, like Nathan Fillion played like some weird, like alien investigator in it. And it was like, if you look through like the voice cast of like the individual episodes, you just see names. Like really that, that was who played that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, which by the way, the, the, uh, it's only had two episodes, but the new season of Rick and Morty is great. It's awesome. Yeah.
1: I love it. Uh, but yeah, just, uh, I was surprised by the cameos. Horatio Sands plays the bounty that we see
0: in episode yeah. one. Um, that took me a minute. I had to go back. I had to be like... Horatio <laughs> cool.
1: Sands, I think he, he's known in for his his uh, stint on Saturday yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And as a comedian.
1: And blue. That is uh,
0: the Mandalorian's first bounty. I know, that's why I didn't recognize it. Yeah, I totally did not. Oh, snap. And there's
1: another comedian Yeah, to to ship also it's on. Brian Posehn. Yeah, is Brian Posehn. Yep. In
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. I love Brian. I love Brian Posehn, and that makes he's it weird. even. That he makes it. Stuff. It makes it even better because he is him, and Patton, who ended up being in like doing voices for Star Wars, and ended up. He's like Simon Pegg. I was like, oh, you mm-hmm. got these comedy guys who are just these ginormous. Star Wars... Like, when I saw that episode, both Dan my roommate and me were just like, Oh, Brian Posehn! <laughs> we're so happy for you! Because you because you know he must have been so stoked about that. <laughs> Even though it's like a little bit role, it's just like, yeah. Oh, you're such a fucking huge Star Wars nerd. Uh, such a huge Star Wars nerd! Which is the way he would say it. Uh, yeah, oh, that made me so happy. Also, just casting I feel like that's that's also I mean props to John Favreau who's been like yeah a primary like writer producer and director, director of, Roy the Roy Roy of the most of the he Roy you know what it is Roy. is so he's he's always been a pretty good director and writer uh he started like basically writing stuff that was very personal. you know the way a lot of those guys of his generation started which was like swingers and swingers I, I still love but swingers is like basically i wrote a movie about me and my friends like and then he basically did that for a while uh he got a chance to do a sort of larger b- budget movie in Zathura which is kind of like a space sequel to yeah, Jumanji I all that right. movie is actually... N- you guys are it's, making a face. It's, it
1: sounded stupid
0: when I first It saw. is, but it's actually not a bad I, movie. I, I
2: remember when it came... I, I mean, I've never seen it. Yeah. But I remember
0: that the critics were not kind to that movie. They were not nice to it, and I think... Uh, but it's actually one of those movies that, like, I think it just got unfairly savaged because it's space... They were like It's space Jumanji, and Jumanji wasn't that good of a movie not the most recent one which which was way better than it had any right to be Um, (laughs) yeah Uh, and also really smart writing Um, but Zathura was one of those movies that was like it was just a solid like family sci-fi action film but like really family oriented like sweet and there's like bits in there and it was just it, it actually was like a movie John Favreau was directing was like, here you are with a little big, big, bigger of a budget, but it's not, like, a huge thing. And I, I really think that's the thing that convinced Marvel and whoever to, like, give him Iron Man. And then Iron Man, of course, he had, a you know, a lot of help. And then he worked on the second Iron Man. And then, like, he's just been, like, perfecting his craft. Yeah chef is a great movie it's a much smaller film uh i have not meaning to see that chef is great yeah uh it's but it's it feels a lot like swingers it's just like you found i mean he's not a big chef person although he does co-host that show with the guy who was his food advisor on chef they now have a tv show together uh that is also really good um yeah sweet movie kind of formulaic but like as far as, like, movies about food and making food, great. Uh, had he not been involved with Marvel, there's no way that Robert Downey Jr. Or Jr. or Scarlett Johansson would have been in Chef, just playing the small roles that sure, they do. Sure. Um, but that's part of the fun of, like, oh, you know. Uh, it's why Scarlett Johansson is in Jojo Rabbit and why Jojo Rabbit has been as successful as it has and how Taika Waiti... Kitty basically probably put together the money to make JoJo a crazy ass movie like JoJo Rabbit, yeah. is that he went and he worked on Thor Ragnarok and it was a big success and he's working sure. on an, he's doing the it next happens. he's now, doing the next Thor and now movie
2: another you know, currently the the movie Twenty One Bridges with um, Chadwick Boseman yeah Chadwick Boseman and, and, and directed the, the by the Russo brothers the Russo brothers yeah so. And on and on go because I mean you, when you have an epic epic blockbusters they those they they paved the way to
0: other more yeah I don't know if projects. we talked about this on the podcast last time but we definitely talked about like Martin Scorsese and like Francis Ford Coppola and all that yeah. but but like hey Martin Scorsese like I haven't seen the art. I've heard great things I'm gonna watch it. I'm sure it's... We need to talk yeah, we'll, about we'll Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. He was making a face. Um, it's the same thing. I, 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 when I think Scorsese,
2: it's just the same thing. It's that thing. Mobsers. No, 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 no. Maybe
1: they're older now. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's a great
2: movie. It's, um. It's, that being said... It's an oil painting of, yeah, a, yeah, of yeah. a movie. To, to,
0: to my point, though... Uh, as far as like Martin Scorsese bitching about that and like it's not cinema is like yeah you're right and his big complaint was that oh uh, you know there isn't m- money to make these the movies and that it, you have to it wouldn't be in a theater because of all these franchise movies and it was like yeah that's true but but he's forgetting that that was always true. Yeah for as long as his career has been going
2: i think i think after after listening to a more recent interview with with um with Gorsese and Pacino and De Niro um he didn't call out disney specifically but his 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 annoyance is more recent in the sense that He'd, and I can send you guys a video, uh, but basically what he describes was that when he, was, when he had conceptualized The Irishman um, and he wanted to adapt it from the book and he, you know, he, he called everyone up, everyone was on board uh, and he was going back and forth on whether, well, this, this movie takes place over the entire life of the central character Frank Sheeran played by Robert De Niro so the whole movie is told in flashbacks and it goes from you know one point in in the character's life to an earlier part of the character's life and so on and so forth so he was there was this this debate this about whether he was going to utilize younger actors to play the central characters in er, you know in the earlier scenes or if he was going to resort to um special effects and the de aging technology uh as afforded by ilm who you know as we know from star wars and other films and when they he decided when the entire production team decided that it would be it would be it would be less, you know. The technology is already here. You know, it's been successful in other movies like Captain Marvel.
0: For it's example. been un. It's been unsuccessful in other movies. Uh, yeah, that's not that's, that's not, I mean, uh, that is not that is not Disney. Uh, Gemini Man. Mm. Yeah. Even on the trailers, it looked bad.
2: Well, yeah. huh? yeah. I have, well, he's I got have an AMCA team. list.
1: I'm not wasting Those my money.
0: I wasted an I, I would if it had been two hours, I probably wouldn't have gone to see it. It was like an hour but, and forty five minutes.
2: But the point is that they decided that there were the technologies here, so they were gonna go with the special effects. Once they tested it in and, you know, it made sure that it wouldn't be too it would be implemented well if done right with the right amount of capital. So they went to the usual studios And none of the traditional studios, Warner Brothers, Universal, Sony, uh, none of the traditional studios would touch it because of the astronomical budget just required for the special effects alone. Like the special effects alone was going to take a good chunk of the budget. So then suddenly Netflix steps in and says, hey, look, we'll fund your movie. There's no. Good, there's gonna be no obstruction. Do the movie you want to do, and we'll finance it, and it's gonna be you know on Fla- on Netflix, what? and and, and, so and
0: so that it can be up for nominations for awards. We'll stick he, it in the theaters for like sh- a week. Sure, sure. So that that's kind of where I'm not. I'm not.
2: I'm not defending him, but I I think it's he, he.
1: It's jealousy because he had his own time. He had his time. his art pieces and get notoriety. At the end of
2: the day, but they, though.
1: But nowadays, these new storylines, which are still storylines, they're stories, um, they're art, but the return on them are significant <laughs> Less, to his. Less, so yeah. He's just jealous that he can't you know, touch these movies.
2: No, well, he won't, well. because at the end of the day, it's, and this is where he becomes a little bit like, petty about it, Because it's apples and oranges, you can't, you can never compare. It's like you're 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 comparing. All right, you're comparing a night at the at at the Met, or a a night at the opera with a day at Six Flags. They they're two very good experiences in their right moments, but one is not a substitute for the other. I, I
1: wouldn't
0: go out... Maybe mm. not as a director, but his name does not... Well, well, I, dis- well I, 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 can, I will disagree with you. I, no, 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 no. I can make... I can make. Could get, could no, 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 no. I'm going to disagree with both of you on that. Uh, so there, his main complaint, really, what it comes down to, is that franchise, mo- franchise, mo- franchise movies take up theater space. Uh, And studios will give money to have them, you know, have the effects or whatever. But what he's really actually upset about is that the theater space is taken up with franchise movies. Uh, What he isn't, what he also is upset about, and this is actually true, is that individual directors don't have the cachet they used to have. Nobody does. Mar- Martin Scorsese is not alone in this. Uh, this is true. Uh, there's maybe one or two directors who can still do that. But here's w- the counter to Martin Scorsese that I will say is two two perfect examples. Is there, are t- there isn't a director that I can think of, a very, 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 very obvious one, who does have that cachet. Do you know why he has that cachet? Because he made three Batman movies. Oh, so studios rolling. will let him do whatever he wants. You know. Interstellar would not be... He would not have gotten the money for Interstellar. And I'm sure Interstellar was a struggle Yeah, to get made. I'm sure his new one was a struggle to get made. But mm-hmm. you know why it got made? Because he made three Batman films right. that his made strategy, a billion dollars. Yeah, and
2: he was smart because his strategy was, you know, make make a couple of indie films, in like, indie, quotation, yeah. indie films, then make the blockbuster. Yeah. Then, and if you look at, look, go, IMD, IMD, IMDb his 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 whole filmography. Yeah. You will see. he's He's done... Blockbuster to and to finance his own indie film, yeah. So you've, you had like Batman Begins, um, and 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 you had um, The Prestige, The Prestige, The Prestige, you had <laughs> Batman Begins, The Prestige. That is his personal, yeah, like. Film and that it's he all the same people. and It's for, all the same it's people. all the same people. From all the ben same Bade people because, b- because it makes sense. Jojo yeah. Rabbit yeah. is the same George thing, o- and then he went and did. The, no way,
0: Jojo Rabbit would and have then gotten he did, made. He went without and did the Dark, Dark Knight.
2: Not. He did the Dark Knight and we, 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 gang Gangbusters made it all the mo- all the money, and then he went and did Inception. So
1: you are saying someone like Nolan has more range than Scorsese?
2: Yes, does like not
1: because I, I don't know much about Scorsese but he's just a crime
2: guy. Yes, he, he is. All he knows is yes, crime. agreed. That's the thing with Nolan. Nolan has a wide range and he has a personal interest as a director to make a movie in in every genre. If you look at it, he's Oh done, yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's got a personal professional interest and this is what I admire about Nolan more than any other director is that he's not a specialist he will he wants to make a good film in every genre he wants to do he's done he's done it uh for for um for this for the superhero genre he's done it for uh, crime the, crime. The crime drama the original cri- one was the crime drama yep the uh, insomnia memento. Memento. memento insomnia he did insomnia and then he did like the the old Mm, uh, kind of like the old Victorian um, prestige, prestige, v- yeah. Victorian style um, suspense thriller in the prestige. Then he did the, the psychological thriller with um, The Mindbender, uh, The Mindbender with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Inception. Yeah. And then he did the space movie with Interstellar, and then he did the 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 the, the war movie with
0: Dunkirk, and now he's gonna do an espionage through An espionage story. So uh, and and I, P, a lot of people have problems with instellar, but I would say he's he take he's done pretty, he's done really well with all of them. A homie. That's why I've never been well, ben no, ben he's ben not, because he,
2: Hugo is the exception to that. Well, no, yeah. He's he's branched out a bit but his bread and his specialty Scorsese is he's a specialist. He is yes, he's he's a, he his his specialty is making exceptional exceptional films. These are films that are yes, they're mob they're they're crime dramas. They're mob crime dramas, and and I mean he's branched out at times, and he's done Shutter Island with yeah. DiCaprio, which, which was, was okay, o- which was okay. Because yeah. it, why was it okay? It was a, I mean for his standard, it was an okay, but to anybody else, I mean no, it was any,
0: just an okay movie.
2: But why? Because it was it was a it's little not bit his, out of his, It's
0: not
1: his. It was
2: out of his, his elements.
1: Element. Here's the thing, from my perspective. For me, you do the same type of movie all the time, crime. Yeah, but it's slightly th- different, uh, tint, th- but it's
2: still a crime model. Yeah, movie. at the end of the Who day, cares? well, the, that that's know, the thing. At
1: corner, And of course you're going to be struggling to so yeah, get recognized yeah. by the latest uh, studios because they see you and they realize, hey, maybe over a certain time, you'll be able to get a huge return. But, uh, but nowadays, with so many other different types of films, you no one cares about. And, you. and here
0: here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. Here's what I'll say. say. Honestly, as also Scorsese, he can say what he want about franchises, films. I guarantee you though, had he gotten all the money and all the theater exposure he wanted to, movie still movie wouldn't have done as well in the theaters as he I thinks think it might have. I don't think so. Because The movie that he's making now aside from people who still think martin scorsese carries some cachet as a director uh which in in for the past i would argue the past like 20 (coughs) years that really hasn't existed uh even if he had gotten all the things that he's bitching he not bitching but like all the things that he says aren't possible to get anymore that people aren't making cinema it's just like yeah you can still make it but it won't be successful and it's like you can blame the audience for that but that's fine it's like
2: yeah but but, but again part 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 of this
0: equation is the audience but but again but again but again but again, but again A director, you have to have a feel
1: of the market. If you notice that oh people are getting into this, well, look at Nolan. He's trying to make things that can gravitate to all every people's uh, taste. This kind does not. Uh,
0: also, not, not always though. Well, I mean, uh, also here's the thing. Uh, Nolan is an example, is uh, not the greatest example of that because you could argue that some of his films like weren't that successful. Uh, And the reason why they were or weren't successful is based on people seeing The Dark Knight and then seeing something completely different. Uh, But I would say uh, part of it, again, comes down to that you're doing, no matter how good you are at making something, if it's something uh, that isn't in the current cultural zeitgeist, right now the current cultural zeitgeist is superheroes. It's franchise movies to a certain extent that was that's been true all of Martin Scorsese's career but but putting that aside uh, like that's what's going on right now uh, but, but but you know, but what about
1: TV I find that TV over the last few years thanks to
0: Netflix have and he could and he, he could a lot more weight in people's minds but he doesn't want to do TV cuz he's part of it. that's the thing is He's
2: part of the old guard. Well, I
0: want to know, but but here, but here, but but here's the thing, it's if you're putting deliberately putting yourself in a box, you can't complain. You you can complain, but you don't really have a leg to stand out I understand when what you're
2: that saying. box is. I understand what you're saying. I'm not, but at the same time, there's a part of me that's like I I sympathize with him because oh I, a, I do too. I just I, I, I just I, I sympathize because I. I know that he's the type of director that cares too deeply for his for the craft that he's been putting forth into the world and he he's just not he's really just not going to branch out and come up with, you know, a, a sci fi movie next year. Is not it, that's not going to happen. That's not he's not the director. He's not yeah. that type of director. Which he, is
0: and but but here's my thing about the putting yourself in a box is that's fine. You know where you could have been successful, but because you want to, you have this idea of cinema, you want to make movies. Do you know where the best crime drama is happening? On TV. Television. Yeah, but, but he won't do that. He won't do that. You You know what all of his peers who were really good at crime drama did? They made really fucking amazing crime drama TV series that were iconic. It was yeah. just like, a, and See, there were people if, if who if were. He, g-
2: if he were, if if he were a little, just a just a tiny bit more open minded. If I were him, I would at least experiment with TV,
0: and and be How like, fucking great. Would the Irishman show like a mini mini-series a mini-series series have been? I mean, even Spielberg. How much has, more even, successful would it have been? been even, <laughs> yeah,
2: even, even Spielberg has done this. Spielberg did Band of Brother,
0: Brothers, he did The Pacific. He just, also is the the person who started, as we once pointed – as you pointed out, was the one who started the whole trend that Martin Scorsese is. Two of his peers are people who arguably uh, not just – they made cinema, but they also made pop culture movies. I mean Steven Spielberg is this. And one of his peers who was part of that whole pushing for like art in the 70s was, again, George Lucas. George fucking Lucas. Like, So yeah. it's it's like – Don't forget who when you talk about your peers. Don't forget who some of your peers were at that time, and some of them are the people who are responsible for the thing that you're complaining about right now. Right. And so,
2: like, part of it is you know is his own fault too because you know he's he's so. He's so micro focused on, on keeping, but, but and to keeping take, a, a
0: cinema culture to, the to, way. Take, to take it away. It's a very romantic view. Yeah, to take it away from Martin Scorsese, to argue what Martin Scorsese is arguing, but to take it away from him as a director, to take it away from however you might feel about him. There are two movies that have. Three movies. Sorry. Three movies uh that have were film were on netflix they got brief theater releases to have them be you know not you know be eligible for awards uh Mm. but there's two ones that came out this year that i think if they had come out in theaters, one of them might have had a very like cult thing but if you promoted it right i think more people would have seen it uh always be in my maybe I think would have been a really good success in theaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My Name is Dolomite, I think, would have been a word of mouth. It mm-hmm. would, if you would put that out as a theater movie, and that they had a similar problem, is they've been trying to make that movie for 50, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy has been trying to make that movie for 20 years. Wow. Like, he pitched it to the two guys who wrote it, who also wrote Edward, 15 years ago. And they shopped it around and said... Here's the guys who wrote Ed Wood, which was like an Oscar-winning movie. Mm-hmm. We also wrote these other movies that were critic success and financial successes. And we have Eddie Murphy is going to be the star and the producer of it. And they couldn't get anyone to fucking make it wow. for 15 yeah. years. It happens. Until, until Netflix came out. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, I mean, I also think that uh, one of my things that I've, I've noticed is that uh, Todd Phillips is, was guilty of this for The Joker. Martin Scorsese is guilty of this for The Irishman. Shut up and let your film speak for itself. Like, don't... Like, all you're going to do if you start... Is Martin Scorsese, like, made a statement or someone interviewed him and asked him a question yeah, and he gave an answer and it blew up and it's yeah. just like... Some of these guys, as people, especially all so-called auteurs like Scorsese, like Todd Phillips, which horrible. Look, they got overlapped a little bit because Scorsese, which he totally did. There, it was homages to Taxi Driver course, and and the King of Comedy. Yeah. Like, very. I think even if you asked Todd Phillips, he would say, "Yeah, they were both homages to Taxi Driver." Yeah. But it's just like, man, sh- shut up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's still an artist.
2: Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a film. It's a comic book. It's a film. It's very it's much a film.
1: hmm That made a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Scorsese, his stuff, his ideas, won't ever touch anything like that.
2: Yeah. I, and and part of it is because, well, it's, you know, it, it's, again, it's a, not everyone is interested in a, in a mob crime drama. Uh, so you have that. It's, a, it's rated R that too it's it's a long movie it's three and a half yeah. hours uh but you no, know, don't don't generalize like that because i you know there there are certainly people who who are willing to you know when they see who you know who created the movie and who is in the
0: movie see but uh, that's the th- that's even eyes counter to that why we we're saying is that in the current culture none of those names mean what they meant 20 years ago. We
1: have none of them. None we of have them. Options. And Scorsese was great at the time, but other directors are doing more
0: interesting things. Right nobody, nobody involved with that. I mean, to someone like us, even people our age, I would say that even people our age, those, peop- those names don't mean as much. As maybe they'll mean to like me yeah. or you yeah. or rich. Like I mean, Eve is one of those people. Those it, names it, don't mean as much it, to Eve as like they the mean to either of us. Movies for the
1: Academy Awards. That's pretty much
0: it. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's not just that. But I think I think my film, my what I'm arguing is actually like the the real thing here is you keep arguing like it's Scorsese, it's De Niro, it's Pacino, it's Beshi, Uh, which means something to me and Rich. Eve is the rest of the people, right? And then and that's Eve it, is the rest of the American public. Like, yeah, I don't mind an artistic film, but <laughs> but not even putting aside putting aside artistic his, film, it doesn't his, mean artistic his, his, film.
2: His target, his target, okay, his target audience is it's not it's not Gen Y, it's not millennials. It, that's not his target. His tar- it's his target is is people. And we're at the at the at the edge of this, but it's really people even older than us. Yeah, Rich,
0: Rich, you and Eve are out of this, and I'm out of it by age. Do you know who the main target for this movie is? People slightly mar- younger than Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. who are white. And that's the other thing that, like, I made about. Uh, I don't even know if we discussed this on the last episode, but it's just like, yeah, you know who else was like you? You keep talking about this grand. Uh, Martin Scorsese is like oh in the 70s this grand thing of film I was like yeah who all your peers how many of your peers were people of color or women oh none almost none Spike Lee was after you oh. <laughs> Spike Lee wasn't your peer like and Spike Lee's the only other one of those guys who's like yeah. not a, a middle you know middle-aged or older white guy I was just like I was like oh yeah when, when we could get films I was like yeah who got films yeah but white guys and middle-aged white guys? Really? Mm. So the fact... That's the other... Charlie was the one who made the point. It was just like, yeah, you know who else is getting films made, more films made, that aren't franchise-made? People who aren't middle-aged white guys. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. That's a valid point. It's hey. just like the, the... Your name doesn't carry to cachet because there are more... Pe- just more people making films now. Like, you know... Jordan Peele has more, yes, uh, like, has more cachet than Martin Scorsese does now. And you know what? That's right. That's correct. He should have more cachet now than Martin Scorsese. You know? Like, uh, what's his name who did? Uh, 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 Ryan Coogler should have more cachet now. Putting aside if he had never made either Creed film or Black Panther should have more. Cachet than Martin Scorsese, like, uh, what's oh god, uh, the woman who the actress director who made uh, her too, uh, Jodie Smith McPhee, uh, no, uh, Greta Greta Gerwig, is that the one who who directed Bird Bird? Oh, um, Lady Bird, Lady Bird. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah,
2: I, I don't recall. She's the name making at the a new one, and yeah, I'm just like, and,
0: with, with uh, Sergio Ronan. This is the thing. It's just like that that, and that when you combine all of that, that really makes me like, you know what, Martin Scorsese, I don't care. There are great films. It's
2: just
0: like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they're not you. That's the thing. They're not middle aged white men. They're not you. There's just more people. And I come back to Jojo that Rabbit. Jojo said, Rabbit shouldn't b- still be in the theaters. It's still been in the theaters. That movie. If he hadn't made Thor, I don't think that movie would have been in no, theaters. It no, no, that movie's insane. <laughs> it's insane.
2: Mm-hmm. Just the idea of that movie is insane. That, like, all this being said, give the Irishman a chance. Oh, I'm I mean, gonna wa- I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch, gonna watch it. it. I'm gonna watch it. Watch it, please, please. It's. It is It's, it's I'm its gonna watch
0: it It's gonna be amazing And It's an extraordinary film Yeah
2: I'm sure it it's, is Look And I you know, I've The I've only Scorsese film That I've seen have been um, Goodfellas mm-hmm. And uh, The Departed Good And that's only because I love the original <coughs> Yeah uh, And you Asian know uh, But Even The Departed was Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street No i but like, but
1: it's not three hours long.
0: It it's Wolf of
2: Wall yes, Street is, is. Here's the thing. It's three
0: hours long. That's another. That's another movie where he's a little bit out of his wheelhouse. But the well, Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, by comparison, is a comedy.
2: Yeah, by comparison. Yeah, I I mean the the performances are. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio's performance. He got snubbed for that movie. He got, We've gone way off top, but I the mean, point. But yeah, yeah. The,
0: but the but the point is, I've I've, I've always Holy shit. I forgot that Alpha Flight was on this show. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just, we have we have the nineties. X Men cartoon in the <laughs> background, and every time it comes comes on, I was uh, just like, "Uh, I saw the o- imp- opening uh, 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 intro, and we're talking, and while we're talking, the theme music to the nineties X Men cartoon is playing in my head while we're talking." <laughs> yeah, me too. like, holy shit, look, I will look, fight. My <laughs> point is, I, I, I'm,
2: I've always been a huge fan of of Goodfellas, um, as a film, it, and. Wolf of Wall Street as well. The departed not so much. It was okay, but it would never it never reach the heights in my opinion of what Goodfellas was. This film. I'm going to dare say it's in, qua- in its cut co- It's easily the best Scorsese. Yeah. It's easily the best Scorsese in the last 25 30 years. It I, I don't know I'm I need to see it again to really really compose my opinion but I I think there there are there are many parts in the film that it, it surpasses though like the writing is tighter in this movie than it was for Goodfellas I felt like for Goodfellas also a three-hour movie it has a very strong start but it re- it plateaus. And it reaches a point at a two-hour mark where you're kind of you're struggling, is you know.
1: That the symptom of like fear.
2: N- well, it depends on the on how it's directed and how you know. The oh, dr- is that just poor editing where you just? Could be a number of things. Could be, but be more this more. film it's even longer. It's three and a half hours. You, you get so invested in the characters because so you know you have and. Uh, Pacino. F- fucking Pacino. He just he is he's the classic Pacino that you've come to know from movies like oh, Scarface. Oh god, and that
0: that actually makes me want to watch it less. Because I actually <laughs> like I actually like Pacino when he's not the classic Pacino. He's he's not he's he's subdued at first,
2: but then when he gets going, oh my god. What, oh my god. it could have
0: it so
1: so it it's, it's it could
2: have but um i'm going to say this i'm i'm very in the film. i'm very happy that i went to see it in the movie theater
0: I, yeah I, I probably would have liked to have seen it in the theater
2: i, I you know i was like at first i was I, like oh, i will oh, say oh, that well, I'll like
0: catch it on netflix but haven't seen haven't seen it I love me some Scorsese. I just... I just... There are just other directors that I, I love more. Let's just put it that way. Like, I love me some Scorsese, but, like... Yeah, I mean... It you, I, It would have been nice if it gotten... That's the thing, is... When it comes right down to it for me, it's just like... Look, man, yeah, it should have been in theaters. A theater release. What do you want that's not how things work anymore? Like, <laughs> just, like... <laughs> it's like don't bitch about it. it yeah. That's my thing. It's like it just that was really what it comes down to I was like, yeah. man, just shut up. Yeah, he he Let's should just let the movie speak for itself. I agree with
2: a hundred percent. He he should just let the movie speak for itself and just step away. You know? Yeah. Let the people decide. But yeah. um people should go see it. It it deserves
0: it. It deserves on it. On it, yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah just now it's yeah.
2: Today it's on.
0: Uh weirdly enough. Uh, another movie that I think I've mentioned before that holds up... You know, a really long movie that holds up uh, if you watch it in two chunks. Because it is really long. And it's actually... I now have a much higher opinion of it than when we went to see it in the theater. Blade Runner 2049.
2: I need to see that over again. Yeah. I
0: enjoyed it. I did too. I just thought it was overly long. It 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 plays better if you watch it in two separate chunks. Yeah. Uh, But just... At, like the cum it's it's too long but the cumulative effect of the individual moments in that film are there's just chunks of that film or just moments in that film that are absolutely beautiful like and then there are parts of it that are that are with uh you know parts of it every part with harrison Ford um (laughs) that are that are just not (laughs) um and, yeah, it's, it's basically almost every scene with Harrison Ford in it. What do you want? Uh, but, yeah, that movie's actually beautiful. It's just really long. I'm, and I'm sure, yeah, it's a like I said, I'm movie. sure The Irishman is fantastic. I'm, and I'm going to watch it. I did, like I said, I wish he had just – I wish when people asked him or did inter- interviews about it, he just talked about the film and then when people him. asked about it, it being on Netflix he just went I would like the film to speak for itself but Martin Scorsese has got way too much of an ego for that so it's just like because he's an yeah. auteur he's that type of yeah. director yeah He, you know he's got yeah. too much of an e- he's still got too much of an ego about it
2: mm-hmm. so
0: that being said Mandalorian oh god it's so great uh, back, to Mandal- back to Mandalorian <laughs> wait, 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 wait. back to Mandalorian back to happier things so. yeah It really op- opened. It, it opened up the because the first two episodes are really good. Some people that first episode, people were like meh on it, but like look, it was it's short. Mm-hmm. They're pretty short yeah. episodes. Um, but that third episode, I felt like really opened up a lot of story possibilities. Uh, the fact that you see other Mandalorians, you get a
1: Yeah. On, on everyone's radar on the pick pickup. It's just like it's a slow build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This character seeing small snippets of who he is, why he's becoming a hero.
0: Yeah. Or not even a hero. He doesn't have to be a hero. It's just but I love that first episode that it's basically it's it's a fucking gunfight. It's gunfight at the OK Corral. Like it's just it's it's with laser blasters. And even that third episode where all the Mandalorians—it's like the Calvary showed up, yeah—at the last moment. Yeah. It's such, cl- it's such, it's so- it's it's such classic. It's all classic Western stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even the fact he's, dude, he's like what is it—the Quiet Man or whatever it is that the that recurring character that Clint Eastwood played in all those spaghetti westerns. That's who the Mandalorian is. He's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. he's well, walking. With a blaster, he's Clint Eastwood. With a blaster, like he doesn't say a lot. Like, yeah, it's all yeah. Uh, and talking about like classic, like archa- like the, you know, Martin Scorsese type stuff. It's just that it's in space and it's Star Wars. So yeah. we, so we care more about it. <laughs> it is. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous. Well, the what got us started on this whole conversation was talking about John Favreau and like his progress, mm-hmm. progression as a director, and he's just. He knows what he's doing now. Yeah. He has. And, Pe-
2: and Pedro Pascal as Mandalorian was a very yeah. good choice. He's a good actor.
0: Uh, hilarious. Just anytime he's act- he's not directing something and he's acting. Werner Herzog is so f- fucking funny. Yeah. Once you realize, like, for some reason, I didn't register that I was Werner Herzog, and then mm-hmm. and then there's like, how could I not? He doesn't have, He doesn't change the way he talks. <laughs> No. he's essentially I did a double he's take like, he's like hi I, it's like I am Werner Herzog I am playing a general but yeah. I'm still Werner Herzog <laughs>
2: yeah I, I, as soon as
0: I, he came on
2: screen I did a double like, that that's Werner Herzog <laughs> wow okay
0: another fantastic director but what I'm
1: really happy about is that this the best is yet to come. we have uh, the guy who played Kusak Kring who has yet to
0: be introduced yet as a bad guy for uh, the empire. Yeah. And then Gina Carano is going to be featured later on in some It's film. awesome. All, also always always a kick to see someone like like some of the older actors oh. always a kick to see someone like Carl Weather. Yeah. <laughs> Such a kick to see Carl Weather's <laughs> uh who's still like at his age. He looks be- I mean he looks better than Arnold does, but that's not saying a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah, I didn't want to say it. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, it looks good. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. And just generally speaking, like, Disney Plus has been it – is, It is a great it, – it They came out soup, so strong. I mean, we knew they had the IPA, but, like, some of the stuff that, like, I forgot that they had or didn't – Yeah. That it's, like – there are certain things from like like at the X Men series, like Gargoyles, mm. which apparently they're yeah they're gonna relaunch. Are they? Well, uh, the most recent article that I saw was that they got uh, a Eve. You would know her name, Marina Sirtis. Yes. Uh, they got her to. Uh, she's gonna come back. She's gonna come back and play Demona. Yeah. Uh. Which, by the way, when you put that uh show on. Uh, THX speakers. Uh, generally speaking, anytime Keith David is voicing someone, but when Keith David oh, yeah, got that that, that he's go- he's Goliath, is you put that on like those like you know serious speakers, like his voice just resonates throughout the entire. <laughs> just my angel of the night. Like when he says that, <laughs> like oh that's awesome. <laughs> but also, show totally still holds up. Uh. Rich hasn't watched this, but you've been watching it. I'm behind like an episode or two. Watchmen is in- really interesting.
1: Watchmen. What I like about it is, it's it's great because it's a great show, not because it's a great faithful adaptation to uh, Alan Moore. It's just a, a TV show that is meant to address what's going on nowadays. And it is. We've contemporary issues of race which i had, i love to read and watch about and just that opening episode i know people had some issues with it but that shit is fucking uncomfortable to see yeah opening episode in tulsa oklahoma in a real atrocity
0: yes that, yeah
1: that is really talked about
0: in we almost America. never talk about that yeah
1: To use that as a setting point to what's going on with, you know, the plot and the storyline, I've appreciated everything. Jean, uh, Regina King is fucking killing it. She's killing it?
0: Um, I And I'm someone who, like, has always been, like, if they're doing, like, like I, I couldn't read any of the other Watchmen stuff in the comic books. Because <coughs> my basic thing was, like, it was great, leave it alone. Um that being said the way they have actually integrated the story from Watchmen is fascinating if you read the comic like and it's they
1: just used um, what's his name Rorschach as just inspiration for a newfound
0: version yeah. of the
1: Ku Klux Klan
0: well, it's like it's just perfect well, well here is here is The interesting thing about that, putting aside that Alan Moore, I don't think, would have created something like this because he's... No. Uh, But the way they have contextualized the stuff from Watchmen, the comic book, and put it into the modern... Like, when you think of... If you read the comic uh, and you actually think about Rosar... Rosar? Rorschach. Rorschach. Of course he would... Like, his journal at the end of the book gets left with a, a right-wing rag. It's like, of course he would inspire a group of white supremacists. Like, of course that's what would happen. Like, that's just a natural progression of that story.
1: Well, keep in mind, it's not just a group of white supremacists. It is the whole twist that they did towards the end, because they mentioned at the end of the Watchmen comic book, that Robert Redford would run for president. Yeah. For challenge. And using him as the left version of uh, Ronald Reagan.
0: Of Reagan, yeah. would
1: implement leftist yeah. uh, policies which will inspire people to become more uh, hostile yeah. to people of color. Also,
0: I wasn't expecting it. I think it's in the fourth
1: episode
0: where they introduce the FBI agent and then you learn... Well, you actually, you learned this from the beginning. No, you you do notice from the beginning, because I didn't watch it from the beginning. Uh, how they uh, introduce uh, not uh, Jupiter. Sally Jupiter. Uh, not Sally Jupiter. Uh, Silk Spectre. Yeah. I love right. what they've done, because again, that's. She
1: turned into her father.
0: Yes! She's turned into her father. A jaded, a person
1: who just is cynical. of
0: and who just R- R- I was gonna say, like, <laughs> I can hear that because <laughs> the mic is still on. <laughs> um,
1: and who just like crack jokes at anything, just like the entire cast. And I never saw, I never thought that Jean Smart would be that great of an actor and would be that compelling. But she is just. Who's
0: she? Like, She's playing. Blake. Which Jean one? Smart. Blake. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So
1: she was the so Spectre, and now she's turning into an FBI agent who hunts down costume thieves. Yeah. You know, because she's hated them as a result of her friends' relationships with Doctor Manhattan
0: and Night Owl. You know. And and also, how it's great what they're doing with Ozzy And how perfect is it that they that they cast Jeremy Irons? What does he play?
1: He he plays Osmondius. Have you seen the Zack Snyder movie? Yes. He plays the bad guy, who is the smartest man in the in this universe.
0: Yeah, and he goes from like creating uh like the you know the animal. No, he already had clones. He had those the 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 triplets in the comic book and the fact that he's just continued, he has these two clone service servants that he keeps cloning. And it's behind, right? uh, maybe like two, I think, what is it? Where are they up to? Like s- episode six, I think.
1: Six
0: right now. I they think I, not quite through episode five.
1: They explain a whole lot more. Okay. They explain uh, a whole lot more and the
0: situation. I do have one question. How did you take, at the end of episode I think it's four, uh, she makes the phone call to uh, John, who's supposedly I on know. Mars. I uh love how do you take the car dropping? Is that supposed to like be him dropping the car? Not on her, but like as a joke? Or
1: she takes it as a I, I don't think it's him.
0: You don't think it's him? I don't think so. Well they because if you're taking
1: who, they're still investigating what happened. But we don't. We still don't know who was only responsible for dropping the car. Okay. The but I don't think it's John.
0: Yeah. Well, also because if you take it for from the actual comic, uh, he's not on Mars. He's just somewhere. He's somewhere else. Well,
1: no. In the book, they in the TV show they allude to the fact that he's been on Mars. Okay. That's what they alluded to. Sure. In the TV show. Okay. Because there was like a brief segment of him building something that looks like Ozymandias's palace on a TV show. Um, but yeah. It's... Oh, gosh. I, I, I'm loving this show. And what they did uh, during the last episode in terms of, like, explaining what went on with, some, with one of the characters, it's just...
0: Cool. So uh, and his dark materials has finally picked up. Uh, uh
1: seen
0: the first two episodes
1: and i can't yeah. The first two episodes I, I want to the last episode episode 2 was a little better.
0: Yeah. I can polish. It's I'm, it's I'm it's slow. No no no, it's slow. It's slow. In and, and i will say the book is like that too. Uh is it's slow basically until the bear shows up.
1: It's like it has the ingredients for everything that i love in the show and i do like it it's just i can't keep yeah it's, it's just very
2: the pace is not so i know i'm not familiar with the story so what's the book about so
0: his dark materials is uh was a book a series of books he actually wrote a fourth book i think that was tangentially connected to the, the his dark Materials series uh Basically, it is an alternate version of Earth where people's, uh, I guess you could call them their souls, are represented externally by these things that they, in their universe, they call demons. But it's not spelled demons, it's spelled like D A. Damon, yeah. Da- with yeah. Uh, and with kids, it's animals that can shift shape. And when they hit a certain age, the animal, like, fixes into one kind of animal. And so everybody has, like, their own little animal. And that animal is, like, the purest expression of, like, their self. Uh, which is what... Yeah. Right. That, uh, that if you... Demon, if
1: far from that it's always in their
0: Yeah, existence. and if you hurt the demon, you can hurt... And if you kill a demon, you can kill... It kills the person as well. Okay, so there's... And a, vice there's versa. Symbiotic relationship. Uh, And so, basically, you're introduced to this little girl, Lyra... And she's been basically orphaned at this college, uh, where she's like, you know, it's basically like a a church slash. It's almost like a, a like a a church run school. And in his dark materials, there's a a place there. The people who run the country, who run the world, basically, are the magisterium, who are essentially the church. uh... And the one thing you need to learn know about his dark materials is it's uh, it is often compared to chronicles of narnia but instead of there being really heavy like jesus and christian allusions mm-hmm. there're still heavy christian allusions but it's for the opposite purpose it's like no religion is bad yeah yeah <laughs> um uh, and so there's a character called Azrael was like an explorer scientist, he uh, finds evidence of this, what's called dust, which is essentially like the elemental, t- what in our world would be like dark matter or whatever. And the dust is like, in this version of the universe, is basically the remnants of other versions of reality. So other universes. Okay. Uh, and you learn this later in the books and they do it really early in the show is that there are actually doorways cr- when you see like dust like around the hero in their universe the northern lights you can actually see like cities in other universes and one of the alternate universes is actually our universe present day uh-huh. uh and there are three artifacts that one is the alethiometer which like if you learn how to read it it will tell you the truth But basically, like, if you ask it a question, it will tell you the answer. Uh, And then the second one, uh, there is an article called The Subtle Knife, and The Subtle Knife is actually the thing that you use to cut the fabric of reality, and it creates a window so you can travel between the different universes, but it doesn't give you a guide. And then the third one, if I'm remembering correctly, is The Amber glass, and that's the thing that actually is like a compass to the multiverse. Wow. So, yeah, it's super complicated and, like, the whole demons thing is interesting because you see, like, Miss Coulter is the most interesting one. She's, like, the, like, villain, sort of. Ruth Wilson. Ruth Wilson is great. Uh, but what's interesting about her is if you take that demons are, like, the representation of, like, your your core self, she presents as, like... Really strong and ruthless and heartless, and you see that her demon is this cowering little monkey mm. until she tells it to like. I'm
1: not sure. There's something that happened in episode two where it's weird. The, her demon is not. does not have to be closer, which
0: makes it weird. So. Her, she, her, de- her demon is able to. Ex- has a greater range. So, no, number other, one, the. the the witches, there are witches who can do like magic in the, their universe. Their demons, because of the nature of like their witches, can go really far from them. So one of the things that she's trying to figure out is how can I do that, and that's I can't tell you anymore without spoiling shit. Uh, but uh, you can, don't don't worry about me. Yeah, there there there. So basically, the inciting incident is uh, Lyra has a friend named Roger who gets kidnapped. And she goes searching for him, and she goes, and she meets Miss Coulter. She meets uh, the Egyptians because the Egyptians are these group. They're basically they're called Egyptians, but they're gypsies. Uh, their kids have been taken, and now in the series you're starting to get into why the kids have been kidnapped, what they're doing with the kids, and I can't tell you any of that because that's a big spoiler. Uh, yeah, and it's super like they're like kids books, but they're so for they're like they're more like YA novels but even for YA novels they're like super dark and super dense especially in the later books they get super dense yeah I mean it's I
1: don't hate it just like the pace is very slow yeah Um, in it um what's his name um the guy who played
0: professor x uh, yeah yeah um james McAvoy plays Azrael. yeah daphne keen who played you know laura x23 and logan she's playing lyra and that she's great wow yeah and it's a joint hbo uh, hbo bbc uh which by the way uh first season (laughs) season it's hard because it's a joint bbc hbo production The i if i'm not mistaken the entire first season has already ha- already aired in britain oh because that's how that shit works <laughs> like everything like it's you know it's produced by the bbc it's like it comes out there yeah like it came back came out there like a couple of years ago not like a couple of months ago so it's like right. i think it, i think all of season one is already out in in, in britain um, yeah but yeah it's so far i I was too And then you kept like Nudging it And I peeked in on it And I was like
1: I mean, It's like they, they went to areas Where I did not think The show would get it Yeah And etiquette, Ross. An amazing yeah. Amazing job with the soundtrack, and you know, it's set. You know, creating a nice, you know, atmosphere with uh, the TV show. Um, the, I really am amazed by that. Um, yeah. If you have not watched Watchmen, please, please check it out. Kratos. Um,
0: yeah. You, you won't be disappointed. Yeah. Uh. That being said, I'm. St- I'm not. Su- I'm excited. About Rise of Skywalker, you know, comes out next week, next <laughs> month. Oh, it's next month. Yeah, it's the twentieth. Yeah, I mean, tickets are already on sale. It's you know. I'm just watching it because I just want
1: to figure out what's going
0: on. Yeah, and I. I'm I, excited about. Yeah. It. I'm just
1: curious
0: to see how this ends. I also uh, okay. I'm you. super excited, but also super bummed that the all the Marvel stuff for Disney Plus doesn't come out till next year, and not even like. Not for a while. It doesn't come out for yeah. a while. Yeah? I mean, did I they give you... Did they, they Did they give a, a time frame? Yeah. Doesn't the first one doesn't come out until February, maybe? <laughs> I don't mind maybe even further.
1: The That's true. Yeah. million an episode. Yeah. Of course they're going to
0: try to space that stuff out. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, there's so much
2: and I'm, content. So much. There's so many throwbacks. So the other day... I watched another uh movie another gem that I grew up with. I don't know if, about you guys, but i I was scrolling down their movies and I came across flight of the flight of the navigator
1: I love flight of the navigator and I remember
2: so, so oh god I, I don't I didn't remember fifteen much. year old Sarah jessica parker yes so <laughs> i I forgot she was in this movie <laughs> I always do too and I, I didn't remember much of Actually the movie. Not Fitzy, she's
0: a little older in it.
2: Yeah, more or less. I, I, don't, I didn't remember much of this movie, but I remember how much I enjoyed it as a kid. Yes. And I, I watched the whole thing.
0: It doesn't really hold up. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Uh, but I will say I still love that movie. S- weirdly, partly because it doesn't hold up. Like, there's just aspect of it that is like, oh, this is so bad. Yeah. I love this, though, but that it's so time, bad.
2: It was, all, it, was like, it was kind of like Back to the Future. Like, at
0: the time, it was amazing. But,
3: you know,
2: it's was
0: like... You know, do, you, do you know, you know a movie you have to see, by the way? Uh, and I brought this up to everybody uh, who will listen because I wasn't looking for this movie. I just stumbled across it because I was looking through all the Disney live-action movie uh, from years ago. Yeah. Uh, the computer war compute. Yes, yes yes there it is the computer war tennis shoes what is this with I mean, kurt I mean, russell I mean, but, by the mean. way that's kurt russell on the left <laughs> i remember seeing that when i was a kid you have not seen he you. is oh, like no. 15 it is oh god it's amazing <laughs> it's um, it's amazing it's 1969 so like the computer oh god the com- <laughs> it's oh it's <laughs> such a time capsule 1969 wow yeah but what's amazing is you can still kind of see all these old school yeah man yeah the older they, got, they all the more trippy honey,
2: A- honey i just the kids yeah is on here shiny dog like these are
1: stuff i've mean,
0: Yeah, the older the the older they are, the m- the more hilariously like, uh, just weird. And I, is- well, here's the thing. Th- there's a hand. There's mm-hmm. a there's a handful. Have you, did you happen to peek in on Dumbo? And did a disclaimer before Dumbo. No. So in a, a handful of the movies that they have put up there, there is a disclaimer that says this movie is being shown and it's un. Uh, unchanged format. I forget what the Un- wording. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are things. There are things in this movie that are. I, I forget the wording, but it's something along the lines of the. There are things in this movie that are not culturally appropriate for modern times, or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Had- it, so that, and they had to for a movie like Dumbo and a handful of those other movies, and of course uh, the news release uh, where you know Iger came out and said we're not putting Song of the South. On Disney Plus, that movie will not be available. It's like, oh, you mean the movie that basically is a, about how slavery was a okay? You're not gonna put that on your streaming service. That is probably a good call. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. By the way, uh, if you didn't weird piece of trivia, if you've never seen Song of the South, the uh, main character. Uh, and by the way, if you want like an amazing. Uh, story about the the story of song of the south and how it went it's been released re-released like four times during certain cultural periods and that they were like how it was treated how some of the songs and aspects of that movie are still around even now uh just listen to this season of you must remember this she covers all of it uh so the character in song of the south is uncle ruckus who is very aptly and brilliantly satired by Uncle Ruckus in the Boondocks uh, comic strip and cartoon. Like, Uncle Ruckus is a, like, parody version of the um, it, by, of this character of the same name from Song in the South. Like, it's, yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk to? We're, we're, we're now, we're really good on time. Are we Are we good? There's probably something I'm forgetting, <laughs> but I think we've covered everything. That's, I mean, as like, Jojo Rabbit is great, uh, Motherless Brooklyn is great. Oh, that's what did I'll you say. see that? Yeah, talk about crime movies. Really? I, yeah, I've been wanting to see that. It's a great movie, and that's Edward Norton's film. it's uh, directed by him, right? Yep, directed and written. Also, a thing he's been trying to make another like like the like the uh, the Irishman. It's a movie mm-hmm. he's been trying to make for like 15 years. Wow. Uh. It's really good. Yeah. It mm-hmm. came and went. Uh which wasn't a surprise. Like I think even to him like he was just like, yeah, it was a passion project he wanted to mm-hmm. make it. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah. Um Jojo Rabbit is so good. So good. Anyway. <coughs> yeah. Mm,
2: for those who follow, I think Eve you were watching this for for a bit, but I started uh, the Crown, season three.
1: I, for some reason, I stopped. at I, I wanted to mention this because we were talking about Disney Plus and mm. people were worried about how it would provide huge competition for Netflix.
2: Mm-hmm. I started season two and, my gosh, I'm, I'm loving season two. It's what a great that? show. So mm-hmm that, um, and there was like a- they don't embellish things to, it's it's not and a
0: show that, that embellishes movie. the monarchy it doesn't it's like, it's well because peter peter what's his name is that's his bread and butter peter morgan peter morgan that's his bread and butter yeah. it's just like yeah uh it's what he's gotten good at. So. i not intentionally because my mom loves that show i'm have never been a fan of anything really about the British British Royals me neither, but uh, there's,
2: uh, I, I I do appreciate the, the the amount of historical uh context and
0: just that that being said uh I've peeked in on because my mom has been watching it on parts of season three uh and that's mostly because I love Olivia Coleman
2: yeah she's great, uh, <laughs> she's great. so Olivia Coleman plays Queen Elizabeth. Because in season three, fast forwards.
1: I have seen some of the previous where so,
2: it's a older. Yeah. So the, basically the entire cast is different in, in season three. Okay. And the queen and her sister and um, um, Doctor Who's character. What's his name? Um, uh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. So he's no longer there. Yeah, yeah. He's played by an older actor. Yeah. Um, the only actor that has really
1: remained. Really? Yeah, every. You the actress, but not. No, 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 no. It's. The
2: entire cast is different. Is different, yeah. The but only cast member that has remained. You
1: need.
2: Philip, though. No, no. Philip still is there. He's still there. But he's not played by Matt Smith. Yeah,
1: but. So they aged. Are they new actress yes, yes that's yeah. what i'm getting at oh, season three has a completely different casters.
2: Cast. they're all older yeah oh. they're all old the only cast member that has remained was the ph- the photographer that was kind of flirting and going okay. out with Mar- the sister with margaret he's remained
0: okay. isn't helena Carter also still on the show
2: or no Wait no! Now she is now in season three. In she season plays season Margaret. She plays Margaret. Yeah, yeah. She in wasn't season, in. Pre- she
0: isn't. She wasn't in previous season. Oh. No. She okay. plays
2: Margaret in season three, oh, okay. which yeah. at first I wasn't really too crazy for. But Wait, the
1: same she, actress
2: playing the photographer. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but they aged him. But he's it's the same actor. Okay. That's okay. But um, so far so good. Uh, I. It's, it still had re- maintains the same style, same tone. Um, the performances are are quite. It's still, good. Oli- it's still Peter Morgan, so uh, it's Olivia like- Coleman. You know, she she I, she. I, I, all right, I was
1: gonna be excited about that, but I I really like this cast. I
2: time. did too, I did too, and I was I I put on season three thinking, all right, let's see how this is gonna go because i um, I was really invested in in those. In that entire cast, but um, yeah, it's good.
0: It's a calculated risk, but it's it's a a good, it, it, you know. It is a risk, yeah, for sure. But
2: yeah, uh, it's solid. But it's
0: less of a calculated risk than if like you had gone through like four seasons with those actors. Like two seasons is a long time, yeah. but it's not like yeah, it's not ridiculous.
2: True. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, but I've
1: I've been loving them. I, I I'm not a I get it. It's really an angled
0: fire. And I've been trying to get
1: try into just Fleabag because it's set uh, in
0: England. So By the way, who by the way, Olivia Coleman is on Fleabag as well. Like Yeah. Huh. yeah. Fleabag is great. <laughs> oh, well, so I was thinking I Yeah, I've been wanting to I yeah. Up. It's two seasons. It's on my back burner. It's amazing. I've heard amazing. That, amazing. that 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 apparently it's two that and apparently Is it on Netflix? I don't think so. No, it's on it's you have to get it on AMC. Mm. Uh that and Discovery of Witches are the two that I haven't come I, back to I, yet.
1: I've slowly gotten into that because the guy in The Crown is the Discovery of Witches. Yeah. It's weird but I'm I'm gonna
0: get back on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I put it on a there were just shows that were just like just took over like primacy over that. A, a handful of them were animated shows, and of course, as soon as I got Disney Plus, it was like, well, there's all these cartoons that I need and to watch. Yeah. To there's all these child there's all these children's cartoons that were ac- yeah, that are actually really good that. good that I'm gonna watch as well. Uh yeah, it's just even I, I what I've been doing is watching like an episode or two of like, more than one. Uh, so far, like I said, uh, Spider Man is really good. Ultimate Spider Man is really good. Uh, I watched one episode of Avengers Assemble. Uh, again, it's directed towards kids, but I was like this is for a kids. Yeah, show. I think, think I solid. watched
2: an episode or two on Netflix. It's
0: it's it's okay. Um. I'm really curious about mar- the mar- Marvel Rising, which is uh, all of the – which is the animated show that has, you know, m- uh, Ms. Marvel and Squirrel Girl and okay. all those I'm characters. I'm super curious about What If. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm liking that. The, what happens if Agent Carter becomes Captain Britain or whatever? Yeah. Uh, I w- kind of want to watch the Guardians cartoon because, because just I've like I said, the creative teams behind it are a lot of the creative teams behind the comic books, and apparently, you know, Paul Dini is one of the people who's been writing a bunch of those too. So I was just like, that's the guy behind Batman the animated series. Uh, Greg Weisman was one of the co-creators of Young Justice, who is one of the primary writers on Gargoyle. So I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh. Because, you know, people do good work, get keep getting rehired. Uh, and there was one other animated Marvel thing, and I can't even remember what it is because you distracted me when you said what if. Uh, oh, it's not animated. Uh, Runaway Season 3 is coming back. And I
1: was For... for- <laughs>
0: Well, because it was on it was on Hulu. Oh. Runaways was on Hulu, so Runaway season three is coming, and what makes that exciting for me uh, is it's the final season of Runaways that I believe is going to be combined with the final season of Cloak and Dagger. Okay. Uh, so it's the third season of Runaways but apparently Cloak and Dagger are also in the third season of Runaways uh, so they're interconnecting those those two universes which makes sense because they're both the teen heroes uh, and also those those characters I think work really well if you stick them all there. Cloak and Dagger in the, com- in the Runaways comic books they're in they're in the Runaways comic books as well although they're older in the Runaways comic books and Eve has now walked off Okay, I think we're good, right? Yeah. I yeah, think we covered. we've covered so much. All right. Later. Later.